You are listening to Zen and the Art of Triathlon. Hey there, all you triathlon studs and stud ads. This is Coach Brett with another great episode of Zen and the Art of Triathlon. On this show, we have the news with Tawny Prazak. Yes, she is back. We have a great discussion about all the things that are happening in the industry right now. And actually, we had an idea that was so good, I have to beep it out because I want to hold on to that one and make a big reveal later on. See if you can listen to it and figure out what we were talking about. And also, before we get into that, we have a little bit of tweets here on Twitter, Um, and then we have a uh, training log that's chock full of really good training information, and then we have some interesting news and donations and emails from people. So let's go ahead and get started. I was in line at Freebirds uh, getting my burrito full of veggies, and other goodness and guacamole and such and uh, tweeted out there hey anybody have anything you want me to mention on the show Uh, I'm about to record and I got a couple of really good ones here somebody said yes the USA cycling cyclocross national championships are going to be in Austin at Zilker Park let's see if we can get a date I'll look up a date here um if I can't find it in the next three seconds, then we'll look it up on uh, on the other side of the news with Tawny. And then somebody said, yes, mention that Iron Matt Bach won Ironman Maryland. So there we go. Cool, man. All right. Let's get started with Tawny over here, and I'll look up to see the date on the Cyclocross Championships in Austin and meet you on the flip side. Here we go. Wait, first we've got to get Tawny on the Skypes. Tawny, where are you? Tawny! Ah, there you are. Let's go. Yo, what's up? Tawny! Oh my god, we actually made it! I've never been so excited to see you. (laughs) Oh, that's really nice. Thank you. I missed you. You've been gone so long. It's been crazy. Crazy. I like your game. Oh, wait. You're kind of dropping out a little bit. Are you there? Yellow shirt. That's very nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at me. I'm all professional. Went fine. So hopefully. Are we cutting out a little bit? No, I got you now. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I just realized my screen's all dusty and I can't see very well. So. Yeah, your your uh, image is a little bit grainier than it was last time we were talking, um, and I think that's maybe I don't know if it's a connection thing. It kind of looks like it. Yeah, I'm just old, old and nasty. No, you're kicking it. It looks like you I'm hammered kicking. a like a uh, a 44 mile race or something over the weekend. No, Did it's I a see? charity ride, Tony. Charity rides are not races. Oh, I, hey, you get, I'm all about knowing the difference between races and events right now because I did an event yesterday, not a race, and it was like the slowest I've ever moved across nine miles in my life. But that's yeah. what the point is. No, I'm not saying was. that I won because that would be inappropriate. Oh, you won? Because it's a charity ride. <laughs> man, still, someone's still got to come in first, though, man. Yeah, I, was, I, just, I just treated it like a training ride. And yeah. And what a great thing to do. 
you know, we, um, the minimum was uh, $200 fundraising for uh, diabetes of either kind, type 1 or type 2. Uh-huh. And um, so Emily raised like $800 or something like that. And then wow. uh, it's just a catered workout, really, more than anything yeah. else. So it was a oh. ton of fun. So And then Kai did the 22-miler. My nine-year-old rode 22 miles <laughs> and thought it was So easy. cool. Yeah. He was just like, it's no big deal. Nice. So, Very good. Yeah. Are we recording? We're recording. Oh, okay. Cool. I, th- I had a feeling, but I wasn't sure. I just want to make sure. Well, so, I've got the, uh, to prevent problems. I've got the call recorder thing set to just start reco- recording right from the beginning so I don't ever forget. Okay, I just started recording mine as well, just in case we okay. have any issues. It seems to be only with you um, <laughs> that I have these like random losing the call situation uh, arise. So I don't know what that's all about, but oh well, at least we can connect. I think it's the uh, because I record uh, on my lunch break um, mm-hmm. in town. We get a lot of traffic at lunch, and it can drop the connection out. It get crowded. That out. makes sense. Yeah. So. Okay, so what are we talking about? I know it's been like a week in the making of the, uh, trying to make this particular episode happen, and I am so grateful that we finally are on the line. Well, we've got a few news items, and then also I hung out with the real Starkey all yesterday afternoon for hours and hours. Wait, what? In, the, in wait, person. there's a real Starkey? He exists? It's not just like a fantasy or something? No, he's very real. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> he's a real person. And, is he a f- normal person? Is he a freak? He, what what is this guy very, all about? He seems disturbingly normal. And Ugh. I was uh, afraid of that. Yeah, and then the uh the funny thing is you can tell when you're talking with him that there's a lot going on in that head. There there's a lot of stuff in the works and a lot of a lot of gears crunching in there. And so is he going to break into the podcast scene to yeah. uh, try to one-up me and you? Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to one-up us. It's just different. <laughs> right. That's true, huh? Yeah. Um, but I think he's got lots of interviews lined up with lots of pros. So he may get us there. But it yeah, also, like hanging out with him, it was like it was like also hanging out with a person. You could, I could almost visualize a target on him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's a wanted man. And, uh, uh, like I could actually see crosshairs on him at times. It seemed like, so I'd rather be in your, in my shoes than his. Uh, for lack of a better, um, analogy, like a Howard Stern sort of, um, spin to trap on news and all that kind of stuff, you know, like shock yeah. jockish. Yeah. 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 So yeah. We'll see. I think I'm, I'm guessing that he has a lot planned for Kona this year. I know he's going out there. Yeah, he's about going it. to Kona along with his friend Dark Mark. And yeah. they've already got oh, lots of know. interviews uh, lined up. And I was showing him how to actually record interviews on the spot so that he can um, do it. The, uh, he was blown away by how simple it was to, to do this kind of stuff. Um, and I no, said, really? well, you're talking to somebody, the, the Zen guy. You know, so yeah. I, could, I said you can make it a whole lot more complicated, but I'm trying to do so many things at once that I've trimmed it down to what's necessary. And what do uh, you use for on? Because I just use a little handheld microphone. I use my phone. What do you use? My phone. Oh, you use your phone. Yeah. What what app do you use on it? They don't or make do it anymore. It it's um, Griffin's iRecorder Pro, Pro Recorder, Griffin Pro Recorder. Okay. 
and they don't make it anymore. Uh, but it's my favorite. But do you have enough? Do you have enough space on your phone, or does that fill it up and, and until you drop it off onto you know another computer or something? I could, yeah, I could probably record ten hours, a lot. Oh shoot, that's cool. Um, yeah, I have just like, I, I, I've used it every time I've gone to Kona. I forget the brand right now, but it's a little handheld mic and Ben was the first one to introduce me to it. And then actually my boyfriend had the same one for their race team and the stuff they do with that. Um, literally the same exact one. And you just have like a little card that you, you know, stick in and out the little USB thingy, um, or not USB, uh, the little memory card. card. Yeah. yeah, SD card, and you can just record hours upon hours, and it's pretty easy to use once you kind of figure out like the basics. But that's been my go-to for Kona, and yeah. you know, on-the-spot interviews. Yeah, the most so, important thing yeah. is you want something that works reliably, mm-hmm. and then you want a backup <laughs> for when that, especially oh if my you're gosh, going like, to Kona. Seriously, there's been times where I've been interviewing like a pro, and in my head, I'm like, oh my god, I'm finally talking to this person, and then I'm also thinking like holy crap, I hope this recording doesn't F up. <laughs> like, if I lose this one, I'm screwed, and I don't want to seem like, you know, oh, yeah. let everyone down. Yeah, so. yeah, I told him, I said, this is um, this is my setup, and it's what works for me. So don't think that this is the only way to do it. There's a million ways to do this. So yeah. uh, through, through trial and error, you'll end up, you just got to keep working at it, and eventually, if you care enough, you'll find a system that really works if you want to yeah. keep doing it. So, okay, let's pull up our uh, our questions. Not questions. What am I saying? <laughs> hey, by the way, you and Thorsten? <laughs> I'm oh just my. along for the ride. Oh, <laughs> You're my charged. God. Those are so detailed. Like, how do you guys know all that stuff? How do you keep you, up with that amount of stuff? Are you ta- what are you talking about right now? The uh, Your tri-analysis segments with Thorsten Rad. Oh my gosh, because do you realize the type of guy that Torsten is? He is like the coolest human being in the history of the world. No offense. He's cooler than both you and I. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, He just has a brain that totally is just oriented toward attention to detail, statistical analysis, Uh and compiling data. Oh, he's Um, German. That's why. Yeah, and he works with and stuff he's amazing and he's yeah. like the cool thing about him is like when you talk to him like i don't know if a lot of you've listened to our shows out there at this point but he's super down to earth and chill and you know full of laughter and everything so it's not like he's a boring it like blah sort of personality right. like he's good at the whole like execution on um the podcast as well i love it he's, so like, he's only part german so have you <laughs> <laughs> now listen have you heard the joke how many Germans does it take to change a light bulb? I think I have. I've heard the one about blondes trying to change a light bulb. Is that similar? Because Germans no. are mostly blonde. No. <laughs> the answer is one. They're very efficient and they have no sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just heard that the know. other day. Okay. Yeah, Torsen's the exception there because he's definitely got a good sense of humor. I know. He's Especially really when funny. I like mispronounce things and I ask him to correct me and he <laughs> it's always really funny yeah well when I you two talk about the you're talking you'll talk about like a an age like a top age grouper and you you will both know that person's results from like the last three years and the injury they had as a child you know and then you move on yeah, to, the, I, to the next person and you're like oh yeah that person's a refugee from from some <laughs> other country and they're on the 
track to become a NASA astronaut in 20 years. I'm like, where, where do you get this information and how do you remember it about these different people? Brett, that is my journalism background, man. I mean, uh, so I actually still do quite a bit of writing, and I do uh, the last handful of years I've written Iron Man's official like previews for the pro races for seventy point three Worlds and Kona. So that in itself, like, I don't just kind of like pull stuff out of thin air and like write an article. Like I like Torsten, but maybe not as yeah. I research it, and I have now years worth of data stats. Uh, you know, maybe some people call it useless information, but I call it interesting facts about these people's lives that have shaped them and formed them as athletes. It's, I find it fascinating. It's my sport. It's my, it's what I follow. I don't do this for any other sport. I do it for a triathlon and I absolutely yeah. am addicted to it. And, you know, I've gone to Kona. This will be my fifth year. Um, fingers crossed going to Kona and everything. And you learn a lot. Like if you just immerse yourself in it so that stuff is just it's actually been pretty easy for me to retain that information in my little brain <laughs> it's they definitely hired the right person for the job because you you absorb that stuff it's crazy i, I just got to say as a listener I'm, I'm blown away it's amazing so good job of course you know it's like grab your popcorn get yeah. ready let's, let's have like a fun time watching this and that's also what made what was that was that last sunday has it yeah, two or not this like most recent Sunday, but the Sunday prior. That's what made things kind of bittersweet because we all knew there was a beautiful race being executed, but um, we weren't really being able to see that very nicely. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, okay, I know it's it's been a, a little while since this race went down, but it's such a huge story that uh, I've been waiting for you to get on the air to talk about it even more to get your opinion on it. And yeah, the uh, seventy point three. World Championships in Montreblanc. No mm-hmm. video coverage was such. What's? It's one thing to have no video coverage. It's another thing to. What What seemed to be so disruptive was that people were expecting it because they've done it before, and yeah. everybody logged on to watch. So this is your customer base wanting to see this, and then there wasn't any, and yeah. the. Yeah the outrage by some people and other people kind of like, Oh, that kind of sucked, you know? And then, um, lots of people, I I thought it was, um, uh, one example is, is Jody Swallow is always talking about how she doesn't even do races that aren't very professional. You know, she has a really high standard of what she, what she even participates in. She goes for the big ones. She goes to the big ones and I bet you she was pissed to find that she was doing world championships and it had subpar coverage uh, because these pros are a brand, you know, and to put your ass out there and do all that work and to get for, for the world to just get a couple photos of it. Like it's out of the newspaper from a local paper is what it seemed like, you know, in comparison to like really good live coverage. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of off the radar this past week, although, oh man, you sh- I was at Interbike and Andrew Messick was there because they had, you know, of course there's a triathlon presence at Interbike right. and there was a couple of things going on. One of them, they announced a partnership with Gatorade. So it's like, right. okay, so I guess Ironman Forum's not going to be on the course. But anyways, there was a press release going off for it and I was like, oh, does anyone else have any questions for Mr. Messick and everything? And I'm like I'm saying under my breath, yeah, why did 70.3 Worlds coverage not happen? What was up with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I didn't say it because I just, you know, I, I didn't want to like start that at that particular moment. But that's yeah. definitely what was on my mind. Um, 
But, you know, I ha- that said, I haven't really seen if there's been much follow-up on it, but my initial reaction and something that Torsten and I also talked about is that, first of all, I know that Iron Man paid NBC or actually had a deal, I mean, obviously that meant money, um, to do coverage of the show. And that episode or that special will be airing before Kona. As far as I know, I think it's September 30th at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Right. Um, which is kind of a late time, but at least that's 7 p.m. for my, uh, Pacific time. <laughs> and that would be like 9 o'clock for you, I think. Yeah. Um, so maybe this year they decided to put all their eggs in that basket and put right. all their funding there. All right. All right, we're back. I, you know, I have all that saved, by the way, and I just started a call recorder again. So if you have any problems, just let me know. Me too. I got it. It's cool. Okay. So, anyways, I, what I was saying is that um, I'm just trying. I'm not saying it's right or wrong for right. them to put all their money into the NBC show or whatever. I'm just saying I'm trying to think of logical ways to kind of make a sense of all of this, and that seems like a good explanation, I guess, if any, because I haven't heard anything else. So, right. Um, sure. I, yeah. What they should have done was well before the race, they should have said, hey, big, big press releases, many of them. Hey, we're not going to do live coverage this year. We know mm-hmm. you've had it before. Really sorry that we're not going to have it, but it's because of we're going to do it with NBC. And, right. And that would have, because um, it really disrupted so many people's schedules. And nowadays, the thing that's so valuable to people is time. And so, like, you put all like you changed your whole schedule for Sunday to watch this thing, and then to find out that it's not on. I mean, man, that makes people mad. Yeah, yeah. So. We actually, John, um, set up our little TV station for it the day before, and he did say that there was uh, kind of low key some sort of press release or something on their blog saying that. Greg Welsh was going to be doing periodic updates from various places around the course, mm-hmm. not, you know, saying that it wasn't going to be anything elaborate. Um, it didn't say that. So there was some information out there. It just, like you said, there wasn't like a quality press release sent out to all of us. Um, so I, I do know that I think, uh, well, I don't know for sure, but I am pretty confident that that won't be the case in future years from little bits I've heard around town. I think that they'll, uh, you know, enough of us have spoken up to say, like, we want to see this and we want to see it covered well. We want to hear not just the, or we don't want to just see the video stuff. We want to hear the awesome commentary of people that actually know about the sport that can yeah. give us like, like really cool facts, like as they're unfolding about these, uh, participants and everything, you know, yeah. like any big sporting event. Yeah. And, uh, Greg Welch is awesome. He mm-hmm. is so good at that. But there's plenty, like there's yeah. a lot of up and coming guys that are, they're hiring on to Iron Man to do the same yeah. sort of stuff. Lovato like, is really good too, right? Exactly. Oh my yeah. gosh. I saw him at um, Iron Man Canada this year uh-huh. all day long and I gained so much respect for him because, I mean, and all these guys who do that, Mike Riley, all of them, because their mouths are moving nonstop from yeah. whatever it is, 6 a.m. till midnight. Yeah. Where'd insanity so um yeah it's a bummer that the coverage didn't happen uh but you know what i think enough people like this day and age like with social media and everything and how we can sort of speak our minds and uh let our opinions be known via twitter I, hopefully as respectfully as possible we yeah. can affect change yeah i know even chrissy wellington i i saw a tweet from her yeah it was crap that that it wasn't uh live coverage what a bummer it um, is it's yeah just not- but then you just sent me a link a while ago, uh, Heather Wortley and her. Heather Wortel. Wortel. Is it Wortel? <laughs> Am I been saying yeah. it wrong? 
Oh my God. <laughs> it's okay. That <laughs> like I go back go back to the whole Torsten and uh, I speaking on the podcast. Yeah. I've mispronounced so many like of the oh, European I names. I try. I've read all these names eight million times in my head, but I've never said them out loud. Wow! Well, <laughs> but you really impressed me with your geography when you said that you were going. You corrected yourself and said you were going up to Oregon <laughs> or something like that. Oh, thank you. And I was like, there you go. And you said, <laughs> I do know. I do know geography like that. You know, I'm <laughs> listening. I'm the. <laughs> I'm the geography inspector. I gotta, yeah. it's all gotta be in the right place or else I'm gonna be like, that's wrong. Okay. A few episodes ago, you gave me education. Yeah. So this blog. Yeah. Okay. So she, she narrated it as if, uh, she was Phil Leggett and who was the other guy? Um, uh, Sherwin. And it's actually, I think it was actually not even, uh, Heather. I think it was Trevor, her husband, who's known for his amazing racer. Yeah. So he gets, okay. On a scale of one to 10, he gets a, he gets a uh, a ten. He gets an eleven out of doing doing this. The accuracy yeah. was so right on, and also for saying Phil Leggett, and she's dancing on the pedals, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I will add to that the photos that he was able to compile from yes. and everyone from Nils Nielsen, who is like a badass guy, just hanging out with him in her bike this past week. And a whole bunch of other names. I was looking at all these photo credits, and it's not just like one person or his own camera. Like he compiled some excellent photos here. Yeah, this thing is you can almost hear music. You, okay, so you ought to listen to it while listening to race kind of music and having a good call, a, a crowd uh, like an applause and stuff like randomly playing in the background. Yeah, uh, because this thing is so good. Now he loses a little bit of points because he didn't. You ever watch the tour, and when somebody messes up, they the the narrators, the commentators always are so harsh, right? Mm, uh-huh. They're like, "Oh no, the, he only came in in uh, fourth. What a miserable performance! <laughs> he should be so he's so devastated. How will he face the team on the bus tonight? You know, like they're they're, right? quick, they're quick to." say how horrible somebody did. And, and I was looking through that thread to see if there was any of that. And I didn't notice it. But um, that's how realistic it was, though, is I was actually looking for that. So, What did he? I think he did make a couple opinion or uh, comments on Mel Hostile, But that was still when she was sort of in the race. And it was actually kind toward her saying that, you know, sometimes we just don't have the power, even though the mind wants it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So what he should have done is, is after one of those, he should have said, oh, what a miserable day for her. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, she should be so Way devastated. Not a girl when she's already down. Uh, I mean, oof. But that's what the way they are. That's the way those two guys are. They, they're but like so hard. with the ladies, girls, we're more sensitive to that, Brett. Oh. We need a little bit more love and emotion. Well, <laughs> Come what, on. What about the one where, um, uh, I guess it was in front of Heather, where he said that um, she got cut off by somebody that was an obvious drafting Oh, uh, yeah. And, I like uh, that and out. made her slam on her brakes and start yelling at the person at the but obvious then she infraction. Passed. She made a huge pass, like five girls. Yes, or something. It was Charlie. so dramatic. It was so good. So good. Yeah. I know. I'm like, so getting back to our original point, if we had had that going on live, I mean, dude, talk about want gaining ratings for triathlon. That's what's going to do it. And 
My other argument is, is as we're starting to see in these races, in particular in the men's race at 70.3 Worlds, is that with all these up-and-coming ITU folks, uh-huh. dude, they are killing it with how exciting these executions are, particularly on the run and how close it is. I mean, it was just Javier Gomez, Jan Ferdino, all of them, Tim Don, all Olympic guys. It's just it's the whole dynamic of 70.3 is changing. Uh, Tony, I have an awesome idea. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> I've heard other podcasts do this. Okay. Easy. Done. Done. You know what else they do it for? Remember when you were young and everyone was doing drugs and they're like, "Uh, listen to... uh, No, Tony, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Dark Side of the Moon when you're watching Wizard of Oz. Uh (laughs) Come on. Someone out there knows what I'm talking about right now. No, no. No, nope. I've never done it. No. Well, I've never done the drugs, but I've watched the music and the movie together. Have you? Have do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we used to turn the TV, turn the sound off, and in a dark room, turn the TV around so it's facing a wall, and then yeah. put it on trippy music. And you know, the screen on the TV will light up the wall in crazy colors, along with commercials and whatever's happening on the TV. Whoa! And then sometimes it'll coincide with the music, and it's mind blowing because it lights up the whole room like really weird. And you don't know, you have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah, man. What a but trip. only when you're younger and not on drugs. <laughs> no, drugs. no drugs. Yeah, I have never done mind expanding drugs because okay. they quite my, frankly my terrify mind has me. I've never been expanded. <laughs> That's true. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> so you went, to, I, um, you went to Interbike? Yeah, it was uh, kind of a relatively last minute trip. I always do a little bit of work and stuff with Bonk Breaker. Uh-huh. I guess I, I'm pseudo one of their athletes and everything. Uh-huh. Um, and I've worked with them at Expos before, and I know and you know the product very well, use it, so they trust me to come on board and help them at their Expos. So yeah. this one was a good one. I was able to get out to Vegas, which is you know a four-hour-ish drive for me, um, get out there and help Bonk Breaker at their booth, which is honestly like I know people who work at Expos and work behind a booth probably are thinking, oh, my God, at trade show for that many hours nonstop all day, like tear your hair out. But yeah. when you're working with a company that puts out a good product it makes the day a lot easier and then so it'd be a little bit of that and then I'd sort of disappear uh, from bonk breaker and go do my own thing and go mosey around the whole trade show network uh rub shoulders with our rub elbows I guess is the term man I'm so bad at these terms um (laughs) with all the cool kids in the bike industry and it was a blast it was my first inner bike experience and I don't if you ask me like what was the coolest thing I saw or where I don't even know where to begin it was all awesome so, can you say Amrita bars real quick? Just say it. Amrita bars. Okay, I'm going to take that, clip it out, and then dub it over every time you say bonk breaker. <laughs> it's going to be Amrita bars. <laughs> okay, I, I haven't tried. I'm going to look this up. I, I know. I, t- I hear you obviously talk about them 24-7. I want to look at... Um, well, I saw a write-up about bonk breaker in... Um, Traffic magazine. So w- interestingly, yeah. when that um, Be- uh, Bethany Mavis, I think, was uh-huh. the one who wrote that, and she was interviewing um, one of the girls during Interbike. We were, I actually talked to Bethany for quite a while right after she did that interview, which eventually turned into that article. So when I saw that article posted, I was like, "Oh, that's what she was just interviewing them for." Yeah, it was a really good article. Like, yeah, it was really like cool. um, Bonk Breaker. Um, really tries. I mean, they're all out just trying to have the best ingredients possible. Yeah, so and that's they exactly do like Amrita bars. I, I love companies that do that. They're not going to cut any corners and do really high quality, and then wherever that lands, that lands. You know, so it's good stuff. 
It looks like I just pulled out the apple cinnamon um, ingredients or whatever for Amarita uh -huh. bars, and it looks almost identical uh, in terms of calories, fat, carbs, protein yeah. to um, the Bomb Breaker. Even, it even has chia seeds for yeah. the apple cinnamon one, yeah. and it's dairy-free, gluten-free, all that free, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I like it. I, gotta, I actually need to look at maybe check out the actual But not money-free. No, not money-free. <laughs> But you know what? I've dabbled with making my own bars, and every now and then, you know, I'll bring homemade nutrition. But well, I just don't have enough time to sit there and make all these gluten-free, raw, yeah. vegan, blah 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 bars. Like, give it to me out of a package. If it's got, you know, my rule of thumb, like Bonk Breaker, and it looks like Amrita does as well. If it's got less than, you know, thirteen ingredients, call it. You know, I'm willing to move, move that around a couple places, but. Then I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. And when you start looking at like back of labels for a lot of like a lot of the substances you see in like the bodybuilding world, like they'll have like 30 ingredients, 40 ingredients, all these things. I'm just like, what? Keep it. You don't need all that. And it's almost all caffeine. Like just oh. <laughs> everything gears back to caffeine. Yeah. Ah, give me energy. Rage. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Scary. Yeah, um, what did uh? What, okay, let me ask you some questions. What was the coolest okay. bike that you saw at Interbike? Um. Well, I definitely posted a picture of this on the Endurance Planet Instagram account. Uh -huh. Just kidding. It was like one of those like really old school. I don't even know what or like year this was from, but the you know the ones that have like the big front wheel and like oh, the little any farthing kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think high uh, wheeler. The new Scott Plasma is pretty insane to look at, especially with yeah. how integrated everything is with the hydration and all that. I mean, all those companies are doing the integrated um, hydration stuff, but theirs look yeah. really, really amazing. Um, I, I felt that, uh, no pun intended there, uh, felt uh, had a huge presence there this year. If I were to say, I think they had probably the premier location and sort of setup for out of all the bike companies. Yeah. Um, and so they had a huge, huge variety of bikes laid out there. And I'm totally partial to the IA because it's just such a beautiful machine, in my opinion, yeah. no, have, being able to ride one. But um, also those like fat tire mountain bikes. Yeah. Um, I've never ridden one of those, but and I've also never been to Interbike, but I saw quite a few of those there, yeah. and they seem to really be dialing those things in to make them like practical and more widely available to folks, yeah. um, in my opinion. So those those few would definitely probably be the ones that stood out in my mind um, off the top of my head without even giving it too much thought. And who was the weirdest person that you saw there? Weirdest person? Yeah, like or weirdest dressed like craziest looking person you saw um ooh, anybody stand a, out in your mind uh you know i i would actually okay so did you see on my instagram account that dead horse looking thing that i posted a picture of i don't know <laughs> on the so rider sunglasses uh -huh. as rider with a y they had their whole setup uh western style and so all of their folks were dressed up like cowboys and cowgirls like uh -huh. full on um so that was kind of interesting because no one else was really doing like that like, like going out yeah. yeah like going out to that level of like dressing up like a crazy person <laughs> um and then there wasn't 
you know, like you think Vegas, so you think like, okay, all these companies are going to have like hot show girls, like, you know, or what are, what are they called when they have like a hot girl? Like booth kind babes. Of, yeah, booth babes, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I saw maybe one or two of those, but that was not, I was expecting to see a little bit more of that, but yeah. I guess that's not really the way they wanted to go with the trade show, which actually made me happy. Right. Um, but I did see a couple of those. So that actually kind of stood out because... You know, when you're in the convention center, you feel like you're away from Vegas. It's not very Vegas-ish because you're just with the industry and you're with all those people. And then all of a sudden you see this girl in like a hot outfit and, you know, she's got all the curves in the right places sort of thing. And you're like, oh, yeah, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the the whole um, in the United States, at least, and maybe Europe, too, the whole uh, expo uh, industry was really bad with Booth Babes up until a few years ago and then mm. people got sick of it because there's so many women executives and 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 in management you know now and they're like listen one you're running away the women customers because they don't like it yeah you're making us you're making women look dumb like the only the only value is if they're really hot or something and then the guys are acting like idiots because <laughs> they can't keep their their heads on straight because of these these girls and you're just cheapening the whole the whole exactly. industry with this, and um, yeah. So I think it was so bad. At, uh, my geography stuff, the big convention I used to go or go to, um, mm. used used to have it pretty. Not it started kind of bad, and then I've noticed that that one that doesn't exist anymore at all. Yeah, uh, I was yeah. happy about that because I I definitely agree that it lessens like the quality. Um, it kind of brings down like the. Um, you know, you're, you just lose a little bit of respect uh, for yeah. that when you bring that into the vibe. And not that these girls are pretty, you know, but it's just not the time nor place for it. One thing I did notice being a woman there was that men way outnumber the women at Interbike still. And I know yeah. cycling is still largely a male-dominated industry. Definitely, in my opinion, more so than um, triathlon. I have actually come to, you know, in my own head, make these conclusions. I feel like at triathlon expos, I definitely see more of an equal ratio. Yeah. There was barely any women there. Um, I mean, there was enough. And they actually did have one section that was geared toward women's uh, cycling clothing and women-specific gear and stuff. And that was really cool. But it um, overall, man, it's like a five-to-one ratio, guys yeah. to girls, for yeah. sure. So that actually made me feel even better being there because I'm the type of girl, I mean, you guys can probably tell, like, I go around, I'm, you know, happy-go-lucky, smooge it up with whoever it can be, any of the big names. I had a great conversation with Steve Head, you know, I'd never oh, cool. met the guy in my life, but all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, here's my name, Tony Perez, let's talk about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I, I'm not afraid to go up to a lot of those guys and just start talking to them. Does he still have the ponytail? Yes, he does. Oh, cool. Yes. I haven't seen a picture of him in a while. Really nice guy. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like he was that interested in coming on a podcast, unfortunately. But yeah, that's too bad. Um, he still was definitely an interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a big deal. Yeah. All right. So. Let's see. We had one other thing. Challenge bot. Uh, Rev three. Rev three. Yeah. I think this is great, and I also think we've talked. I think a lot of people have talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what? We're going to hopefully see now with these two big companies coming together challenge especially with it seems the amount of resources they have is what kind of race coverage are they willing to provide are we going to see a championship event from them and you know down the line will that championship event ever rival Kona I mean it's crazy to think right now 
But anything is possible, like Iron Man says, right? Yeah. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> anything is possible, or nothing is impossible, or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever it is. Including anything. driving your own customers to a different company. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm really excited because... Um, I would be doing Rev three and uh, challenge races all the time, except there there aren't any here. So in Texas, and uh, maybe we'll see some as they expand. And because boy, challenge knows how to put on a big race. Hello. Oh my God. Jeez. Third time. Keeps hanging right. Okay. So did you hear what I was saying? So so challenge uh, knows how to put on huge races. Yes. With big prize purses. Right. And Rev three uh, puts on great races, really high quality races for the mm -hmm. age groupers. And um, it has really good North American market penetration. So I'm sorry, I think I'm starting to sound like you. Like that was some pretty good terminology right there. It was beautiful. Yeah. Very well executed. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've done a Rev 3 race uh, and I loved it. I loved the experience. It was uh -huh. in Portland back when they had that race. And the only reason I haven't done a challenge race is because up until this year, there haven't been that many available in North America. But I know that even this year, there's one coming up, um, I think in a few weeks, up in California, in Northern California, Rancho Cordova. Right, right. So, you know, they're having much more of a wider presence here in the States, which makes me much, much more geared up to do one of their events. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, they need a championship. I think that, uh, but not knowing too much. It just seems to me like they need a championship for something for people to drive for. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, um. Uh, if not, if not, if not, then not. But I it, think they need it. I think the one we need to keep our eyes on is Bahrain, which is taking place in December. And I think it has, it's a 70.3, but it has one of the biggest prize purses, if not the biggest prize purse we've ever seen in the yeah. sport for one race. Um, and so you can imagine if they're attracting that kind of, um, exp you know, those kind of caliber of athletes, especially after, you know, the Konas and the 70.3 Worlds and all those kinds of races, yeah. that they're going to have to do some incredible coverage on that. And I think that, Especially after what we've seen this year so far, they're going to probably really try to go above and beyond. I would at least hope um, with that race to see what we can. And you know. the Bahrain one is a half, right? It's not a right. Yeah, right. boy. Which makes have... it easy to like as a professional athlete. If, even if you race Kona, you're like, oh well, crap. I mean, I did Kona and I get a couple months to chill and then go do a half with that just, kind of money. Yeah, like, just easy. smash yeah. yourself. Smash Done. yourself against the wall, like trying to in a half with, with that much money on the line. Like the performances out there are going to be crazy. It's going to it, be some of the best racing we've ever seen. If it were a full, that would definitely put like a little bit more of um, a dark shadow on it coming after coming at the very end of the season, or at least what we would call mm -hmm. the official yeah. season in North America and everything. I know it's kind of different with Australia and all that, but yeah. but a half uh, is perfect. Perfect. So yeah. that's going to be fun to watch for yeah, sure. It's going to be so cool. Okay, so what was this crazy thing you were doing all day yesterday? <laughs> um, okay, so I have to say, like, starting off with it, I'm not, you're not really supposed to, like, talk too much about it. They don't really want a lot of media exposure because it's sort of, it's an unofficial okay. event that's official. And so I, what was this thing you did in Connecticut yesterday? Right? <laughs> that looked oddly like Southern California. Um, it's it was an aquathon and it was it, they say specifically this is not a race this is an event you know hang out with your people uh -huh. that you're doing it with um you, there was not even an official like 
you know, gun going off to start it. It was just kind of like everyone started to flow into the water and do their own thing. But basically what it ended up being was nine miles of swimming and walking, hiking. Not e- We didn't even run. I don't even know if people run because it's like it's not that kind of vibe mm-hmm. um, down the coast. And you swim as much as you can. And when you're not able to swim and there's like a nice little beach area, you can get out and you can walk the coast, you can hike the rocks. And this particular chunk of coastline is absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. I mean, not only when you're swimming like face down in the water, you're seeing it's, you know, like snorkeling and beautiful fish and, you know, reefs and all that. And then when you're outside, you're like, climbing through all these beautiful beaches and everything. So it's just gorgeous. And, um, for me, it was one of those things like I, you know, sort of put racing on the back burner this year, but I've been swimming a ton this summer, especially in the, we've had El Nino. So the water's been ridiculously warm. Right. So it just kind of made sense to do this event that was like right in my backyard in Connecticut. (laughs) Um, and you know, I think they raised some money for some charities and stuff. I don't know. Um, but it was truly epic. It was the most I've ever swam in one day. It was like about four and a half miles of swimming. So and it's like it's like a point to point? Yeah, it's a point to point. So my dad, thankfully, was playing Sherpa as he does so well over all these years. And uh-huh. it was me, my mom, my sister, and my boyfriend, John. We all, the four of us were kind of a group together. But yeah. there's, I think, I think there was like 300 something people who did it all together. So it's relatively small, but there's enough of us yeah. where the whole time you have like beachgoers asking, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, they could tell you were doing something. Something yeah. was amiss. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So. A foot, not a miss, but a foot. So it's all on your own terms. Like I said, like there's no requirements of when you swim or when you're walking or hiking the coast. It's you do it however the heck you want. So you could technically walk the whole thing. You could technically swim the whole thing if you want. And we did about 50, yeah. 50 and it was, I think a perfect right amount because those last couple swims, the swims were anywhere from like a half mile to just over a mile at a time. Yeah. Um, and the last couple ones I, I was starting to feel, I'm like, all right, my yeah, body, is def- yeah, it was for sure. So Thankfully, like, you swim until you get like, man, my arms are tired. And then you kind of walk a little bit and then mm-hmm. you're like, man, I'm getting hot. I think I'd rather swim. And exactly. Then you get back in and you swim. Yeah. And the coast works out nicely that, um, there's certain parts where you definitely can't walk cause it's just like sheer cliffs and stuff. Yes. Um, and then there's like, then you get a like wide open beach of sand and everything. So you kind of plan that a little bit accordingly to make it work. So, yeah, um, the cliffs of Connecticut, exactly. Endurance crazy. event. Crazy. <laughs> and I was able to fly home like within hours. <laughs> crazy. Oh, cool. <laughs> it was really cool. So yeah, thanks for asking. It was fun to actually do an event that wasn't a race and do it with my family and John and everything and just kind of like enjoy the scenery yeah. yeah that's like the iron baby it's like yeah it's, this is not a, a it's a race but it's not a race and be quiet because we're not supposed to be here right now <laughs> yeah yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> or else we'll have to get a permit until <laughs> exactly. the hoa yep yeah. you you know how it is then <laughs> exactly like we were like somebody said like we started the swim and i told everybody beforehand we're not supposed to be in this pool so everybody be kind of quiet and then uh, as soon as we started to swim, somebody goes, um, how do they, how do they start off an Iron Man? They, they play the, the Iron Man music mm. and, uh, well, somebody like yelled or something like that and go like that. And everybody went, <laughs> shh. 
You're like, no, this is not what no, we want. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. It dude. on the deal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, awesome. but no, it was good. I, I definitely think I'm going to make this an annual event because, you know, I feel I did this less than 24 hours ago and I feel like I could go run 10 miles and oh, yeah. swim and bike today too. It's not like a race where you're like, okay, now I have a dedicated week of recovery ahead. So, because right. I'm actually getting back to some training. So, because I have some ideas for racing in early 2015. So yeah, it's good that my body feels like it's ready to go, go, go right Ooh, now. Well, I'm proud. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's so, quite a thing. All right. Well, cool. And I got to at- run. My lunch okay. break is over. And I got a meeting to go to. Lunch breaks with Brett. Enjoy that. I am going to continue on updating my athlete schedules. And it's been great catching up. Um, yeah. Let's talk and like maybe uh, schedule some stuff out in advance so we can be better with our timing of things. <laughs> yeah. cool. All right. Talk to you later, man. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. We are back. Can you figure out what Tony and I were talking out that I beeped out? It's a secret. Anyway, the cyclocross championships look like they're in January on the 7th through the 11th, I think is what it said, of 2015 down in Zilker Park. That'll be a blast. Cyclocross is hardcore. That's good stuff. Okay, let's go ahead and get started with... Uh, show notes and some other news and things like that. Um, besides the news that Tawny and I talked about, um, our man Lake Tahoe got canceled because of smoke. The smoke was so horrendous that of, of a locally caused fire um, that uh, they had to cancel it because it was a nasty situation. I've one time I did Ironman Texas and there was fires down in Mexico and it was. Um, I could feel it the next day, and that that was just a little bit of smoke, but it was pervasive. It was everywhere, and I think, um, uh, I don't know, uh, no one seems to be, I, I saw one person say that um, they should have just let it go on anyway, and then, uh, and if you didn't want to do it, then don't do it. Well, then you get people suing Iron Man for allowing, for encouraging people to do a uh, Iron Man in those conditions, so... Let's see, Ironman Texas, which is May, let's, I'm guessing right now, it's May 16th or something like that of next year, will be the North American Championship, and that gets also more Kona spots, slots, spot slots, uh, for the World Championship, so you may want to consider that race if you want to put yourself through that horrible heat. And Heather Jackson and her tattoos won Princeton 70.3, and Jesse Thomas um, got second, and he got beat out by a Ukrainian. And let's see, the three feet law for cyclists begins in California just the other day, just a few days ago. And I really like this quote because this is reality with so many things. Is there's already uh, common rules and common courtesy and laws that um, are kind of generic and could use a little bit of specificity so that some jerk out there actually realizes, yes, this does apply to you, (laughs) you know. Anyway, um, this is uh, out of an article, an article, uh, quote, we think it's a great law. It doesn't do anything new. It doesn't really do anything new. It just kind of clarifies what drivers should have been doing all along. The law previously required drivers to give a reasonable distance for safety, but did not specify what that distance was. The buffer seems like humans need 
uh, a little bit of education every once in a while. The buffer allows uh, bicyclists to swerve out of the way of obstructions, such as an open car door or a pothole safely. Yeah, so um, so many times you're on a bike, and because you're on uh, on a road with uh, other debris and stuff like that, that cars can just mow over and cars don't really care about uh, when you're on a bicycle, you have to swerve sometimes over cracks in the pavement or potholes or, or yeah, a car door opening up. And uh, uh, you swerve or wobble to um, get out of the way or for whatever, wind blows you or something like that. Well, now, now you're uh, going to get hit by a car because cars think that they can just creep up within inches of you. So three feet gives people, gives cyclists more space. Um, the buffer... Allows bicyclists to sway the opposite way. Should open car pothole. Yeah, we were saying that. Prince said, uh, "If three feet is not available, drivers must slow down and wait until they can pass safely. If cars are more are waiting, if five no, that's what it is. If five cars or more are waiting to pass a bicyclist, the cyclist is required to pull over and allow traffic to pass. That's interesting." So you still need to pay attention to cars and make sure that you don't have five cars backed up behind you. Because if you do, now you're being the a-hole and need to pull over and let cars go around you. How about that? If three feet doesn't look like it will be available, such as along uh, narrow rural roads, a driver can slow to a reasonable speed. Here we go. Here's another vagueness. To pass the bicyclist more closely. So 10 years from now, they'll revise this law to define what a reasonable speed is. And it should be, I don't know, 25-something miles per hour, whatever they decide over time after people still get killed and they need to get this defined. Okay, let's, um, let's, we're going to do the training log in a minute. There's tons of training stuff and nutrition and, and cadence, a lot of cadence stuff this time around. And gadgets, actually, there's a gadget or two mentioned in there. But before we do, let's... um. Let's mention a sponsor, and then we'll get into donations and emails. Um, Compete Hub. I was a horrible podcaster and a terrible human being last time around, and forgot to mention Compete Hub. And the uh, I got a note here about Starkey. Why do I have that in there? Anyway, the um, CompeteHub.com is a website which has like a universal look at almost all the races that you can think of out there, and. When you uh, start looking for your other race, like active.com is just horrible as far as trying to find a race and then just getting hammered with advertisements and all this. Ugh. And compete.hub is super simple. Find a race. Find It's got tools in there to find races that your Facebook friends are doing um, so that you can uh, do a community thing with other people. It, um, I got a note. Um, from Compete Hub just the other day that said one of my Facebook friends signed up for the exact same race that I was doing. That was really cool. A lot of times it has race profiles. It's got the weather. It's got like the known weather there before. <laughs> I wonder what Tahoe's entry looks like. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, elevation grades. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the different stuff. It just goes on and on and on. And it's uh, a Silicon Valley project. And so they're making it better and better all the time. I've heard that there's some stuff coming up and actually we need to get the founders on uh, the show for another quick interview of what's going on. So competehub.com. Go check it out. 
It is cool. Okay, now let's get on to some emails. Okay, we got donations, and I'll tell you how in just a minute. But you send me a, a donation to the show, then uh, you get your emails read on the podcast. How about that? That's pretty cool. Nadia from Russia. So I love getting emails from faraway places. So cool. Um, thank you for the message. I'm your podcast fan, not that far away, in Atlanta, based uh, originally from Russia. I'm tapering for Ironman Chattanooga. That's next weekend. Good luck. So this Hornet juice is part of the nutrition preparation. Um, I tested Hornet juice for all those 100 plus miler rides, long runs. Two bottles with Hornet juice, one with you can, one water, two packs of Hornet juice for additional water for 100 miles. Okay, let me repeat that. Tested Hornet for all those 100 miler rides, long runs. Okay, two bottles with Hornet juice, one with you can, one water, two packets of Hornet juice for additional water for 100 miles. Oh, because it comes in packets. You can open it up and add it to more water as you go along. Okay. Ran Pikes Peak Ascent this year, and somebody mentioned the Rocky Raccoon 100, and only because of your podcast I knew about it. That's cool. So you can be like, yeah, I know some crazy guy that does the Rocky Raccoon 100. That's a crazy race. Um, That's a 100-mile trail run that I did. Um, I've tried twice. I completed once. 100 milers are brutal. Uh, I keep a blog, live journal in Russian. Uh, kept a tag here. Oh my gosh. Avatara Kali. A V A T A R A K A L I dot live journal dot com slash tag slash zentri. Thanks for the Sunto Ambit 3 review. Your Iron Baby triathlon is so cool. Maybe I can make it there someday. Best regards, Nadia. Okay, so what's going on here is um, Hornet Juice. Um, When you order Hornet Juice from the blog, from the website, zentrathlon.com, zentrathlon.com, I send you an email personally saying, hey, your Hornet Juice is on the way. How's it going wherever you live? And... um, so this was a reply to that. And we'll talk more about Hornet Juice in a minute. We just did a sponsor. And that's cool. You're really liking the Hornet Juice. It really does work. Stuff's crazy. Um, and also the Iron Baby uh, is November is it November 9th of this year. And that's where I do a self-supported Ironman. And everybody's invited to come and join and do all or parts of it or most of it or a little bit of it. It's a blast. And it's free, and it's in College Station, Texas. Um, more of that later. But if you want to do a, you want to do an Ironman or a half Ironman or whatever you want without paying an entry fee, and have it real low key and relaxed, and do your own fueling and listen to headphones the entire way, then uh, this is the one. It's the Iron Baby. Google it. Uh, Zentrathlon.com/slash/ironbaby. Um, Let's see, we got a donation from Joseph Rogalski. Hey, what's up? John Burns, Simon Wright. How's it going, Simon? Elizabeth Davis, John Taylor, Jonathan Woodman, Connor Sanders, William Beck, and here's a new one I hadn't gotten before. Hun Chu, H-U-N-C-H-O-O. So I'm guessing that that's Chinese. I do not know, hun. Um, if I've got that right, uh, email me again and tell me um, the story behind your name and where you're from. I love I love uh, human geography. 
and um, uh, like my name, Brett Blankner, is a mix of Swedish and German names, but there's more going on behind the scenes, scenes than that. Uh, there's, I think I mentioned in the show, Scotch Irish and stuff like that. Um, Nicholas Pike from Telford, England, and um, also on the blog, I'm going to put a um, a link to the to the um, the 70.3 review that Tawny and I were talking about earlier in the show. That's in my show notes to mention here. Okay, so before we get into training log, let me mention um, what's going on here with the Hornet Juice Juice and the uh, show sponsors and the donations and all that cool stuff. Is that the only email? Is that the only email with a comment in it? Man, y'all can ask coaching questions and comments in here all you want. Just do it. Okay. If you donate to the show, which is on the left side of zentriathlon.com, there's a little PayPal link, um, then you really do help support this show. It helps pay the bills, the bandwidth, the bike maintenance. I just dropped off Kai's bike to get worked on. Oh, my God. He is trashing that thing in the most awesome way. Uh, We talk about that in the training log. Kai went mountain biking with me this weekend twice for an hour and a half each time in heavy mud and uh well the mud the second day wasn't as bad but first day was heavy heavy mud now his bike is just and it's newish so it's the cables of stretch so it needs a tune up and all kinds of stuff and um so bills man bills triathlon's not cheap and um donations help so much so you can donate by going to the left side of zentriathlon.com you can donate you can do a recurring donation which is less than four bucks a month which is about a buck a show and then um also, you can do a one-time donation, which either way, you get my email address, but the one-time donation, you get a box where you can leave a comment. Do that and uh, ask a question or just leave a comment you want me to read on the show. And you should do this um, if you feel like uh, that you've gotten just so much out of the show that you want to give back. And um, it's because the show, especially the training log, is so packed with uh, nutrition and pacing and training advice and intervals and how to train uh, long distance and short distance. Uh, we do it all here. And if you found that over time the show has um, really helped you out a lot and you want to give back in some little way um, or some huge way, some medium way, that's how you do it. It's great right there. And... Then on the right side of Zentrafon.com is Hornet Juice. You'll see a link to it along with a lot of our other sponsors. And Hornet Juice is this crazy powdered mix that is mostly amino acids, which is protein. And it is the same amino acid profile that um, Japanese killer hornets use to metabolize their own body fat. It's in their saliva, actually. It's crazy. And it um, enables them to be the longest distance animals um, known and what it's because uh, it allows them to fly the farthest travel the farthest for uh, the most amount of body weight um, of any creature on earth and so scientists sat down and said how do they do this they figured it out it's a certain mix of amino acids so they replicate it in a lab and then you can get it in packets and all of a sudden, yesterday, after I mentioned that there was a possibility that some people use it for sex, <laughs> I guess to do all night, go all night, then I got a whole bunch of orders from that stuff. So you people are, uh, one, totally sick, 
and two, uh, probably exhausted by now, and three, uh, go get some more at zentriathlon.com on the right-hand side. And yes, it does work for awesome endurance workouts. You're starting to go hour plus, hour, two, three, four hours. You mix some of this in. It's only 60 calories, and a packet lasts an hour and a half. So you're doing like a three-hour workout. It's just two packets, and you'll have like an incredible workout. It really does work. And Let's see. Um, you just—it feels like you're running on diesel. Like it's just like unending energy because it's helping metabolize your body fat. And then um, a lot of that goes to Hornet Juice, but then a little bit of it um, comes back around to Zentri, and we use it to pay the bills. And then I send you an email that says, "Hey, what, how's it going?" And you get a little therapy moment with me, and we talk about whatever's going on. And uh, a lot of times, it's like I just did with our Russian friend. I mentioned. Uh, your email on the show. So cool. All right. Do we have any other sponsors? Um, let's see. Oh, trainer view. So trainer view is part of realtimeathlete.com. That beta is so close to coming out and the, uh, it's a, uh, training software that while you're riding the trainer or on the treadmill, it works on an iPad. It works on your laptop. Um, it stitches together. You draw a route or you pick a route uh, from the database, um, anywhere where there's been Google street view, it'll stitch together the street view into kind of like a, a, a video, but it's Google street view. So it's not totally smooth, but it's, it worked with the coolest thing is it works everywhere in the world where there's Google street view. So you want to ride through the Alps, you want to ride around Norway, you want to ride around Spain, you want to ride, um, trying to think somewhere else you want to ride the iron baby course in texas you want to ride the it's really good for checking out a course before you go do it the austin 70.3 uh the tahoe court the other day i rode the tahoe loop on this thing and it uh, has an elevation profile of, of what you're doing the beta is coming out and it's really cool because morgan added to it a turn arrow when you're about to come up on a turn i told him i said man i'm riding this thing and if I'm not paying attention to the map that's up in the corner, then um, this thing takes a right-hand turn and it's kind of jarring because you're not expecting it because you're not looking at the map. And uh, it just turns all of a sudden and it's Google Street View. So it's kind of like, whoa, what the hell happened? And uh, Morgan added in uh, turn arrows for like five frames. It's going, you're about to turn right, you're about to turn right. It's a little right-hand turn arrow. You're about to turn right, about to turn right, boom, you turn. And then that's much more realistic. So cool. And, um, Morgan also added a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A forum kind of like slow twitch. And there's already some stuff in there about some woman, um, uh, trying to swim the North sea channel, which is nuts. And then a guy, ride a picture of a guy riding a bicycle stacked up with bricks, which is pretty funny. So you got to go check that out. My goal is to get more stuff on that forum and then we can talk about it on the show. We can read forum threads, on the podcast and answer questions and do commentary on it, which would be great. And then, let's see, Amrita Bars. I'm always mentioning Amrita Bars. And uh, you get 15% off Amrita with a discount code of ZEN, all caps. And Amrita Bars, they're like, uh, like uh, let's say, Cliff Bars or Lara Bars, but these are actually really, really healthy for you. And there's no allergens in them at all, which is a big selling point. And you can get them at amritahealthfoods.com. And Amrita is spelled A-M-R-I-T-A. Whew. I'm in my uh, 
recording studio right now, and on the floor there's two Amrita wrappers, for example, uh, chocolate maca, and pineapple chia is my other favorite one. And yeah, so go check it out, amritahealthfoods.com. Okay. I think we got it all out of the way. I mentioned the Sunto Ambit tons in the show, so they they get plugs all the time. <laughs> the Ambit Three. Um, we might have somebody coming up on a future podcast. Um, one of the digital marketing guys with Sunto Online. Oh man, I made a uh, the the Sunto Ambit um, video maker. This is cool. Um, Emily told me to tell people how to do this because uh, I got a trick. So uh, you record your workout, and then on your iPhone, you can open up on the Moves Count app, which is Sunto's workout logger, um, you open up your phone, or you, work, you open up a workout, and then it goes, hey, do you want to turn this into a movie? And you're like, a movie? Uh, yeah. And so then you turn into a movie, and it turns your workout from a bird's eye into a bird's eye view workout movie across like Google Earth or something, and it's cool. And it records it. And um, if you, this is the other thing I figured out. If you happen to take pictures while you're training and while you're uh, doing that workout, and you add those pictures to your workout in the movie, it places the photos in at the at the appropriate time of when it happened during your workout. It is crazy because your photos are time-stamped and uh, geo-stamped. It goes, oh, this happened at this exact time. This photo he took at this exact time. So when I'm out mountain biking, I'm trail running, and then Kai's with me on the bike, and I stop and take a picture of him on the bike. In the movie, it embeds the picture on the uh, end of the movie. Like it pauses the movie and like shows this this picture. It's so cool. Um, and then uh, what do we do after that? Oh, so you take it and then on your iPhone, um, publish it to YouTube, um, which is different than Moves Count Move Count Moves Counts um, own method. Moves Moves Count says, hey, you want to publish this to like uh, I don't know, like Facebook or something like that. That's 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 okay. And maybe you should do that. But if you have a YouTube account on your iPhone, publish it to YouTube. And then um, once it's on YouTube, open up the video editor and add music. Because the Moose Count has no uh, music automatically um, attached. So it's a little musical note symbol on YouTube. You add the music. And then let it save. And then when you play it, your workout uh, bird's eye view cool map thing that it makes, um, which is really, really cool, now has track music. And you can select from all these genres of music. It's so cool. So Moose Count, um, you guys ought to add that in as a feature is like some music. Because without the music, it's cool. But you can tell, like, oh, man, if it just had music, that would be really neat. So I figured out that workaround. And... So there's your uh, moves count and Sunto a little plug right there. All right, let's get started with the training log. And yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's time to rock and roll. Kai's with me on a bunch of this. Um, oh, we start off uh, bike riding in Austin, um, well north of Austin on a charity ride. Kai bikes 22 miles on a charity ride. This kid's a maniac, and uh, just all around uh, a really really good time. And, okay. I think we're ready to go.
Let's get started with the training log. You are entering the Zentrite training log zone. Funeli. Hi everybody, my name is Brett. I'm a trapsy. I decided it's time I got some friends more suited to my status. But Joe, we've been friends for years. Hey, we all make mistakes. Come on, dudes, let's go exercise! Exercise! Yeah! I'm gonna do sit-ups till I poop myself! Alright. Training log. Star date. September 13th, 2014. And we're at the Austin Tour de Cure with Zentri Nurse. How's it going, baby? It's going good. We're in the car trying to stay out of the cold. Texas cold, which is 60 degrees. Oh, I mean, it's 58, sorry. Kai, how are you doing, buddy? Good. You got a merry toe. I don't know the lyrics. So we're jamming out. And for people that want a little music info, this is ska music. Look it up. It's cool. Ska, No Doubt, and The Police. If you're really, really, really old. Ska, The Police, with Sting and all them. Anyway, we're about to do... uh, You guys are going to do how many miles? 22. 22? And I'm gonna do the 44. Oh, and all three of us, not for the 44. <laughs> <laughs> so Kai, at age nine, is gonna ride 22 miles. Yeah. So we're pretty He's amped the only about kid that. We've seen so far. Did you see yeah. the other kids out there? No, that's weird. So we're north of Austin in Cedar Park, Georgetown kind of area, and uh, we had a cold front come through overnight. So it went from 100 degrees. Stop there. It went from 100 degrees yesterday to 58. To 58 <laughs> with a strong wind. And uh, just like classic uh, smaller, I mean, it's a, it's a medium, it's a small to medium size event. The guy getting the car in front of us, baby, he's got a big Texas jersey on and it's beef. The beef industry down here in Texas has tried so hard to get into the into the fit, the fitness industry, and I guess all the paleo people might like that. You gonna be able to hold yourself back and not take off with the hundred milers? You gonna be all right? No. Yeah. So I only brought enough fuel and enough mental oh, energy. So that's the only thing that's holding you back. Fuel and mental energy to do the the forty four, which will take me just over two hours. So, but it depends on like stopping and talking to people and stuff like that. So I'm treating it like a workout and uh, Emily keeps saying I'm going to race this thing. Or Just like we did for the diabetes walk that we were talking about last night that, you know, people started running and you're like, uh, uh, I can't. And I was like, go. And then you just have to do it. what Emily's talking way. about. Very, very early in the Zintri world. A long time ago. Like we were doing a ago. diabetes 5k walk. Pushing a baby jogger and everything. Yeah, look how he's a baby. And then Kyle was a little baby. He's so cute. Oh, he's such a baby. No, he's not talking. He's reading. And, uh. <laughs> By the way, I'm done. Okay. And then, um, they said go. And uh, how many people do you think were in that? A couple hundred? I guess. I don't, I don't know. I uh, guess. It's hard to remember way back then. And, uh, 
and also remember at this time I was big in the barefoot running and the, the, uh, there's a bunch of guys at the front that just took off running like at a run, like at a race pace. And I was like, Oh no, this is a race. And, uh, or people are turning it into a race, even though it's a charity. <laughs> and so, uh, I go, uh, Emily, look, they're, they're going off the front. And you said, go, go ahead and go, baby. It's okay. Like that. And so I took off my shoes, put them under the baby jogger. Cause a little sling under the baby jogger and took off running. Brick streets. Remember? Yeah. It was like rough asphalt and, and, uh, all kinds of, yeah. And then brick streets. And I got up to the, I eventually worked my way up to the front. Cause remember they had a head start on me by a good gap. And then with about a half a mile left, I passed the, the leaders and won a charity, a charity That's walk. I think that's the only race I full out won <clears throat> as an adult. No, you won the turkey trot or something, right? Remember? You got second. What was the turkey trot? You what was that? I won my age group. Oh. No, you got these people from the university. They're track runners. Mm-hmm. You think you're doing good doing a 19 minute 5K, and then you find out somebody ran it in 14 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, whoa, holy crap! Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, they tried to give me a kid's jersey. So Emily raised so much money. We appreciate people donating mm-hmm. uh, for the tour to cure. It's a uh, type one diabetes, or is it type two as well? It's just diabetes. Just diabetes. Period. A fundraiser uh-huh. and they do cycling events to raise money and we had to raise $200 to be in it and uh, Emily hit her goal like within three seconds people donated and then it took me until the last minute for yeah, people like to donate days before it was too. Yeah. <laughs> to get the minimum <laughs> <laughs> to get the minimum but Emily raised so much money that they got uh, she got a uh, well she gets a red jersey for being a, a diabetic in the first place did they make you prove it? Did they make you have a coma or something? They made me bust out the insulin pump and yeah, show that it was actually connected. I was about to. to they were they were hesitant for some another reason. They were trying to check the list or something like that. Well, most of the other people that were there picking. That up was their the hundred mile start. Did you hear that? Yeah. A gun went off. Were and uh, larger, you know, and you know. Oh yeah, there's some people that look like unfortunately they were symptomatic of type two diabetes. So that's all. That's more of a lifestyle. Not entirely, though, right? It's a genetic component to it. There's some people that eat tons of sugary stuff and never develop diabetes. <laughs> Emily, the nurse, <laughs> it'll catch up to him. Yeah. Anyway, it takes them longer to get diabetes, I guess. And then, uh, all right, Kai, what are you doing? It's like having a monkey in the car. How are you different? <laughs> Because I'm not crawling over the seat and hitting the windows. Anyway, we're dancing in the car and singing, and you know. I was not. (laughs) Anyway, this is um, 500 people, and um, and then it's broken up into several different rides. There's like, do you think there's an 11 miler? There's an 11 miler. 11 miler. 44, 67, 83, and 100. Right. So the 100's just left. I that was at seven. I leave at seven forty-five, so I need to start getting my stuff together. Yeah, we need to get. And then you leave about an hour later, and then we'll probably finish sorta around the same time. And we're really stoked for Kai because the longest ride Kai's ever. Kai's done a fifteen-miler before, 
And he had a Godzilla TV commercial Snickers moment where he got really grumpy. Oh, Snickers. We had some and I had to put food in his mouth. I had to force him to eat food. And then move his mouth. And then make it use my hand to move his jaw. Why did that just go off all of a sudden? Because we've been in the car long enough. <clears throat> and uh, so then Kai, all of a sudden, about five minutes later, was taken off, feeling great, like trying to drag race me on the bike and stuff. So, oh, Emily's getting ready. So, um, the other thing is that it's, uh, it's pretty freaking cold. Um, Emily, whoa. Whoa. Down to the sports bra already? I'm putting on the other jersey. Everybody calm down. Why are girls so high maintenance? You're more high maintenance than me. Uh, what? <laughs> me? Sometimes. All I want is to be left alone. What? Yeah. How about me? Dude, you're just a freak. Yay. <laughs> Does this look too big? I've decided Kai's nickname is Ultra Nasty. Does it look too big? It's a little big, yeah, because this is all poofing out when it doesn't need to be. You need to switch that out. I don't, I don't want to have to go back Let's ask That's too big. Siri some questions. Serious? Okay, finish up. Uh, Siri. We were asking Siri questions earlier. I thought that was really funny. All right, so that's it. We're going to uh, come back with audio, maybe from the race start. That stuff gets kind of complicated, but definitely from the um, after. It's not a, it, this is where my pump is. Okay, but this is but not a race. I mean, it looks big. It looks one size too big. It's all baggy on your waist. Well, then, I just got yelled at to get off the microphone. Real cyclists wear clothes that fit. <laughs> I'm, she's outside of the car looking in the car window. You know, doing the turns and the... Yeah, all right, I'm going to get off. No, I'm going to keep this one. All right. You know, you're riding on the roads with traffic, so it's two abreast. You stop at stop signs. All right, we're going to start. Red lights. The green Check y'all later. Just go right on through those. We have police officers. All right, I'm done. Took me three seconds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're time jumping. Uh, two hours and 15 minutes or something like that. Ended up being 45 miles. And uh, that was a blast. Uh, no headphones. So that, and I'm glad I didn't even though I had some with me. I didn't wear them. Um, riding a totally new course that I'd never ridden before. And um, it's just exactly as hilly as where I live, so not too bad. It's really pleasant. A couple little hills. Or maybe a bunch of just little hills. And rough ranch roads every once in a while. Um, everything's on asphalt. But, um, man, it was like, uh, actually the ground is real rocky here because we're closer to we're just north of Austin and um it was like and there's goats and stuff like that and uh, it was exactly like riding in Spain oh it was so cool I was having a really 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 good time um I told everybody that as I passed them uh, good good job good morning mo mostly good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning and um 
did it uh, as a nice workout, and um, they said, you might have heard a little bit about that, uh, they said at the beginning, um, cops will give you tickets if you try to run through stop signs and such, and um, I don't know if they really would or not, but there's cops, you know, helping out, and aid station every 10 miles or so, and that was, uh, that was really, really nice. I stopped at one, after an hour and 45 minutes, I needed to pee, and I wasn't sure if my water was going to last me, so I stopped and got more water, and earlier, I'd pass some guys, and they go, holy crap, you passed it, you passed us, you passed us again, where are you riding, because they didn't see that I was pulled over, <laughs> and uh, uh, there's a, I would say, 5% of people, just a few other people are on triathlon bikes, and then... Um, you know, it's like this, uh, it's not a multiple loop, but it's it's uh, a multiple distance event. And when I finished, they gave me this big cheer, you know, coming through. And I, I don't, I felt really self-conscious. I'm like, why is everybody clapping for me? Uh, but um, the, uh, it's a really well, it, there's all these people cheering. You can hear it over there maybe. There's all these people cheering because it's a really well run event. The professionalism of the volunteers and everything is really, really, really nice, and um, and uh, I could tell that when I passed people and would say, "Hey, good job, uh, good morning, how you doing? I like your bike and stuff like that," they uh, they would smile and because you get caught up in the moment. It's a really strong headwind sometimes. Um, it's really windy this morning and kind of cold, and uh, so you can get even I can get really caught up in the moment you know, like working really, really hard and forget what this is. This is all just fun. Biking is just fun anyway. And, uh, it's all just fun. And, uh, they would kind of snap out of it and smile and be like, Oh yeah. Hey, good morning. Yeah. And, um, every time I'd pass a little kid on a bike, I'd say, man, I love your bike. Cause some, some kids bikes are freaking cool. And, uh, you could tell that they liked it, that some grown up on a cool bike said that their bike was cool. Um, and uh, I love doing that, by the way. I love telling kids that their bike is super cool. <laughs> it makes them want to ride it more, you know? And we need everybody on bikes more, more, all the time. And um, I think that's it. Oh, my fueling, I did uh, 100 calories of uh, MCT oil per hour. And so I made a two-hour bottle. We'll talk about that. Uh, I think we talked about that on the last show. Uh, I made a two-hour bottle because I figured it would take me about two hours. It ended up being 210. 215, and then 200 calories of EFS, um, which is a powdered uh, fuel, which is really good stuff, and that was perfect, so about 300 calories per hour, and um, ended up uh, 230 watts, but right from the beginning, I could tell my legs were just sore from all the work I've been doing, so I'm like, this is going to be a nice little ride. Um, and I was really self-conscious because I'm like the uber cyclist guy on a really nice race bike with a disc wheel. <laughs> it's just a wheel cover, but it looks intimidating and makes it look like, I, I didn't want to come across as some kind of like super ego jerk or something like that. Um, but just because I don't care about it and I'm, I know that I'm okay, doesn't mean that still it doesn't come across as like, what the hell is this guy? Who does he think he is? And, uh, so... When, uh, when you're that guy, you got to be extra careful to be uh, super nice. And um, uh, 
Also, not to screw up too bad because then people would be like, good. I was worried that if I went, if, if I had a typical like flat tire even or like uh, a little bit of a, like I saw a couple people that had skidded through some gravel and crashed. You know, they were getting some help. You know, it'd be like, that guy's going too fast. He deserves it. You know, so you have to be extra, extra careful to, um, to uh, not be made an example. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, as I get close to the end, I grabbed a... No, actually, before the event. Because I wasn't sure if my two-hour bottle was really going to work. Um, and then also if it was going to last. So I, um, I grabbed a banana. And yeah, with about 10 minutes to go, 15 minutes to go, I looked at my mileage on my Sunto Ambit 2 and saw that I had, uh, I had like uh, four miles, five miles to go. So I started snacking on a banana, just little bites here and there. And uh, I can tell you there really is something to um, not eating too much sugary stuff too fast and also diluting it with water so that you don't get a blood sugar high and then a crash. And then also, because it's cooler, you don't need anywhere near as much water because you're not losing so much water through, um, through sweating. So I think that's it. Um, I'm supposed to be recording with Tawny, so I sent her a message. Oh, I got another thing. I sent her a message saying, hey, I'm ready to record if you are. We'll see if she's even up. And then, because um, uh, it's still kind of early. I know it's early in Cali. And then there was something else. Um, oh, I used uh, Find My Phone when I finished. I turned on find my phone and found Emily's phone out there beeping, you know, on the radar out there way out in the middle of nowhere. So I call her and I go, because uh, she and Kai are doing the 22-mile loop. And uh, she said, no, we're fine. It's uh, They just got a late start. The whole group got a late start. and Everything's okay. And, yeah, Kai's doing that thing that you said he would do where he gets real grumpy and then you feed him something and then he shoots off ahead laughing and smiling and then he gets real grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> and gets sulky. He starts sulking, and then, uh, then he, uh, then you feed him more food, and then he gets all happy, and then it takes off again. But uh, his his uh, executive function and attention span is so short, you can't pace. He doesn't. The kids don't have a grasp of time well enough to know how to how to um, pace themselves with something. So, um, but anyway, that's a cool use of technology to make sure everybody's okay, and. I think that's it. So, again, good, good feeling, good, just two-hour ride, and I could tell uh, from my legs being sore that that was plenty for today, and maybe run tonight or something like that. But we'll know, we'll know later. All right, out from the Reunion Ranch in Georgetown, Texas. Be back in a bit. Out. All right, I'm in the vehicle, Zentri Mobile Studios, back with Ed Zentri Nurse, also known as Emily. What's going on? I was trying to type a message. You're trying to drive and type <clears throat> at the same time? let me finish sitting on the side of the road to finish my message. You like sitting on the side of the road? Anyway. Emily Rhodes? Kai Road, 22 miles. Like no Not problem. Like was he faster than you? He started out. He was way ahead of me. And I was like, oh my God, if he rides this the whole way, I'll never see him. Y'all were leading the 22-mile group. Mm-hmm. Kai was the first person for a long time. Kai's he was right behind the, the sag wagon. Oh, awesome. it's starting to rain a little bit yeah, too. I'm glad we're done. <laughs> so, uh, Kai, uh, also known as Ultra Nasty, also known as Beast Mode. Um, can you tell us um, from the beginning of the ride to the end of the ride kind of what it was like? It was kind of hard 
and then uh, it got easier and then it kept on doing that over and over again. Well, that sounds exactly like a pro. Yeah. You sound no different than somebody that just rode the Tour de France. It was hard for a while, then it was easier, and then we kept doing it over and over and over again. Right? How'd your bike do? Good. What do you like about it? What do you mean? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Come on. People kept doing a double test Kai. when they would go by Kai, and then they'd be like, wait, that's a kid. <laughs> they kept looking when, at him. Was Kai passing people? Yeah. Did y'all pass people or people pass y'all? Because y'all took off. people at, the, at first. Yeah. And then they got so spread out. I mean, we didn't get passed by that many people because there weren't... I don't know how many people did the 22 miles, but Kai was definitely the only kid in it. And I was surprised. I mean, he did awesome. Are these people in the race? Let's look. Let's see if they have any numbers. No, they're just out riding. Um, it's not a race, baby. The ride? Even though Kai won. Yeah. Even though... So at the end, we kept getting faster and faster, you know? And I, I assumed that Daddy would be at the finish line videotaping. I'm in and trouble, so, by the way. Because yeah. I went to go grab something to eat. Yeah. Rude. And that's when they you finished. Could have waited. And so... <laughs> I didn't know where y'all you, were. Yes, you were tracking us. I was trying to, but it wasn't showing the I, right place. I told you we'd be done in two hours or less. Yeah, but y'all started late. And it was two hours. <laughs> anyway, so Kai and I are like... Go, I had my a bike in a big, the really big gear, trying to just keep up with Kai, <laughs> like sprinting from the end. And then Kai goes, "We're gonna have to stop up here." And so I tried to slow down so I would, wouldn't pass him. And then they like announced, and it's Kai Blankner from Gold's Gym, and they, the announcer guy was going on and on about this is what fitness looks like, people. This is how you 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 know stay in shape and whatever. So what? Because he saw us in the hotel last night, so he, and he'd been talking to Kai before the race, the ride. And so it was pretty awesome. It's not a race, babe. Yeah. yeah we're well, very, we're very proud of it. It's not a race. Really? Did you race people? Yes. No. Yeah, you did. There was nobody to race for me. You went past all those people. That's not racing. Am I turning here? That's winning. No, it said nine, no, said nine miles, babe. Come on. Okay. So, let's see. But, uh, Kai, what did you eat along the way? A cliff bar. Cliff bar. Um, 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 is this a stop sign? Yes. Holy cow. Wow. That's a stop sign. Yeah. All of a sudden. Well, you're texting I'm while driving. Stopped. And I said, oh, there's a stop sign. <sighs> Family anyway. raises a few hundred bucks for diabetes and then smears themselves on the highway, which costs $20,000 okay. to clean up all the I'm blood. Going. Going. I'm going. Okay, Kai. Hmm. First. First verse. Same as the first. Just last night, I was reminded of just how bad things had gotten. And just See, that's the kind of song music you would have been hearing with Daddy, but instead we heard, we sang Party Rock and... Party Rock. Because I'm happy. And what else did we sing, Kai? Why you got to be so rude? I said... No? Uh, <laughs> Kai shaking his head. No. I was like, go shorty. It's your birthday. We're gonna party like it's your birthday. And Kai's like, That's a really a deep song. Who sings that? And I'm like, Fitty Cent. Fit, <laughs> Fitty Cent. Fitty Cent. God. Okay. Oh, and I sing my new kids in the block song. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Why were y'all singing? We were just entertaining each other. Okay. 
Okay. Cool. You know your fueling is really good when you you find yourself singing while you ride. That's the easiest way to tell on whether or not your fueling is right on. Is if while you're jogging or running, you're in the mood to sing. Or it could just be that you're so happy to see your nine-year-old child out there riding 22 miles. It's all, yeah. But it's all chemistry. It's so much energy and happiness. It's it's all chemistry though. Blood blood chemistry. Look at it however you want. I'll look at how I want to. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It's all blood chemistry. Kai, were you proud of yourself? Right, but if you were in a coma from having no blood sugar, it doesn't matter if your child's with you or not. You will not be singing. It all depends on chemistry first. And right before Physics. we started our, you know how they Chemistry. were playing songs before everybody started? Um, so somebody goes, play, pour some sugar on me. <laughs> I was hoping they would try I should have yelled out, play some Skinner, man. <laughs> like that. That would have been good. Um, okay. So now we're driving back to College Station. Everybody happy? Everybody have a good time? Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. it. For me, it was like a, like a catered uh, workout. Yeah. You know? That was nice and safe and... Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we uh, never, there was not a lot of traffic anyway. No, not a lot of traffic, and it was guided, you know, and I didn't have to worry about anything. It was so, guided? How? Well, yeah, because there's routes marked. Oh, okay. You know, like arrows on where to go. It said to go um, left. Yeah, they had my colors wrong. You couldn't see the hill at all until you went down. Yeah. couldn't see the turn either. Yeah, and then there was just lots of people out all biking together. It was cool. I, I liked it a lot. I had a good time. Great. Looks like we're driving now. If you want to come work out in in Austin, north of Austin, near Cedar Park, it looks like Ronald Reagan Boulevard is the place to bike. Or Parkway or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, something. Okay. Well, I would just like to say thank you to Daddy and Kai for doing the ride with me because it meant a lot. Oh, thank you for having diabetes and giving up your pancreas so that we would have a reason. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Got us through security in Spain. Faster. Yeah. yeah. I told Russell how um, <laughs> you were like, when we were talking about the trail run that was also like the opening of these trails in College Station this weekend, and I was telling you it was this weekend, you were like, ah, I, I want to go. And I'm like, we're doing the diabetes run. And you're like, yet another thing that your diabetes is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they moved the, the thing until next weekend. They did not do it today. Why? Because of the weather. Because we weren't This talking. isn't weather. We got an email. Well, this is like was, perfect. I think it was worse because than Because we station. weren't there. That is yeah. because it's we It's because we weren't there. there. All right. Well, cool. So we'll get to go next week. But we've already paid, so we could go anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. More later. Out. Out. So that sign said medium uh, and long course. Yeah. So All right. We're here at Millican Reserve with Zentri Nurse and Kai. And we just went trail running at the new trails. Yeah. You said it reminded you of cross country a little bit? Yeah, I had a blast. It was really cool because, like, they had part of it was mowed down like a tractor, you know, mower width trail through the pastures. And we used to do that for cross country and then go into onto trails, like through the woods. Yeah. And it was, it was really cool. Those woods were intense, huh? Yeah, well, and they're like, like spaced out, like half of it, you know, just when you think you're done with the woods, then there's some more. <laughs> or yeah. you come back onto a pasture and then you go back in the woods. That's and really cool. creek crossings, and Kai's on his mountain bike. Excellent practice. And Kai, wasn't that good cyclocross practice? Uh huh. Yeah, you were like dragging your bike up the hill.
hills and everything. So, and... Kai, there's these huge ditches that are slick, and Kai is riding down me. them and up he the other side. Me. You're pretty good at that. And then also, um, without even complaining or saying anything, he, he does a running dismount <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah. Flying dismount. Flying dismount. Oh, okay. Sorry. He walks off. Yeah, he just walks off. He's done with us. The pro area is over there. Yeah. Is that the pro? Is that the bathrooms for the pros? <laughs> yeah, he just fell down. It's great. And uh, um, that's all those years of taking them with me trail running and stuff, and telling them stay or hop off the bike and push it if it starts getting hard. So it was really good because he stayed in between us too, so we knew where he was all the time. Sometimes he was way in front of us if there was a long stretch where we could see him. Yeah, really great trails. They need a little bit. They're brand new, so they need a lot of improvement with uh, um, creek crossings that could use some bridges and some slick areas. Oh, I like that. Yeah, but mountain bikes are going to tear that up. Like it'll it'll be. Well, there's not that many. We'd be the only people out here. Well, but they want to promote this as a mountain biking area. Uh, trail maintenance, you know, where you put gravel down and bull rock and stuff to to um. So the creek crossings don't just get ripped up by bikes and stuff. Guy's mm -hmm. on his new it was uh, like phone the perfect weather. with his mapping stuff. You know, like I was cold when we first got here, but I'm not now. Yeah. This ranch so is huge. What do you think? It's like two thousand acres or something. Is it that big? Can we please drive around to see the rest of the lake now? No. Why? There's authorized vehicles only. Was that well, sign? We paid. I think they mean like ranch vehicles, not us. And there's now there's people We're all down there. together. Let's mm -mm. let's just go. You come out here in your Honda Civic, and you go four-wheeling down there. I came out here with Kai, and, and we went a little ways. Well, you're in, were you in your Civic? Were we? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Y'all are nuts. All right, let's load up, put our muddy shoes in the rooftop box. And then we'll go check out the lake. No, we're not. Sorry. And we saw, we saw a, a, a wool, a, what is it, a mountain lion track. Track. We don't know that. And it was probably a dog. And there's deer and raccoon. Dogs, cows. Uh, oh, horses. right when we pulled in, there was red-tailed hawks sitting on the on the uh, fence post. I was like, "This place is cool. It's out there." Yeah. So, all right, Kai, get those shoes off and quit, try get it. No, no, you're getting them all over the that part of the car. Take them off. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Gross. They're so nasty. Ultra nasty. Okay. Um, we're back at the house after our trail running. And I forgot something I wanted to mention um, earlier is we drove all the way to Austin and back. So it's over two hours each way to far northern Austin from where we live. And I did the thing I saw on a slow twitch forum one time. People were asking about transporting your bike behind the car, how to keep the wheels from uh, blowing all over the place um, because your wheels are now facing sideways into the wind. And if you have deep dish wheels, especially I think the real question was a disc wheel. But even deep dish front wheels, so you got any kind of like a 404 or something like that. Um, oh, that reminds me. Tawny Prezak posted a really cool graphic of sh uh, savings, uh, aerodynamic savings per dollar. Um, while she was at Interbike, she saw this thing. Um, another one that was huge that actually didn't make the chart, I thought of it afterwards, was uh, shaving your legs is apparently... A huge aerodynamic savings, uh, depending on how furry you are. But then um, uh, this was the first trip where we put my bike, Emily's bike, we put three bikes on the back. Um, but my bike's the one that has the deep dish stuff, uh, the aero wheels. So I took the wheels off my bike and put it, put the wheels inside the car. 
because I have a, a wheel cover for the rear wheel and then I have a deep dish front wheel and it was actually really easy to do and then it kept the bike from acting all crazy on the back of the car being blown around. I felt like it was actually really smart. And also your wheels are safe from somebody keeping, uh, somebody stealing them. And it took maybe three minutes um, each way, you know, taking them off and putting them on. Um, not bad. And then, oh, uh, coconut oil um, worked really good to get bike grease off my hands. I read that somewhere that it dissolves bike grease really well, and it did. And then, oh, there was something else. Um, oh, and then from our house to Millican Preserve and back, oh, I got another thing after this, uh, is 12 miles, uh, 12 minutes each way. So now I'm 12 minutes from trails, and that ranch is just uh, wonderful to get into nature. Um, I was like, man, if I could do that every morning before work, I'd be so happy. And then uh, we got Kai a phone, mostly so that he can go out and do stuff and explore around the neighborhood, and um, and we can find him and call him, and, and he can call us if he has a flat tire or something like that. Or if he gets stuck or lost. Right, Kai? Yeah. Come here for a second. You should look at your desk. I, I know. And now I'm dealing with Kai sending me crazy text messages and no, stuff. No, it's about, it's about mom. You called me bulldozer. What's that about? No. Is that your, bulldo- is that uh, your bulldozer? Hey, wait. Okay, let me look. But anyways, uh, you know what a really cool side effect of this is? Um, where's my text messages? is Kai is constantly asking me how to spell stuff. So he's learning how to spell. Watch out, Dad. Mom is being weird. You put a comma. Do you know how to do a comma? Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm just letting you know. Yeah, look. So you say, if there's a pause in the sentence where it says, watch out, Dad, comma, Mom is being weird. And if you're talking about Mom or Dad, Uh you or me or Mommy, as a person, like that's our names, uh-huh. then you capitalize it. Did you know that? Uh-huh. Okay. So, so my point is, talking back to you, audience, is Kai, um, the upside of getting a kid a phone is you can start enforcing good spelling and grammar. And it's actually, you'll do better in school mm-hmm. because you can type and... and uh, um, so listen, when you're writing stuff to, to grown-ups, Kai... Mm-hmm especially grandparents, mm-hmm. they, they're going to think you're not smart if you don't use proper grammar and capital, capitalization and punctuation, okay? Okay? Oh, okay. So if it's to grant, like one of your friends, you can misspell stuff and not do whatever, you know? But if it's to, like, granny, mm-hmm. then you want to make sure that you put periods at the end and stuff like that, right? Because then you'll get better Christmas presents. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, watch out. Okay. Anyway, I think that's all the stuff. Just little fun things. All right. Where's the recording? How do I get back to it? Okay, 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 and okay. All right. Monday morning, nice swim. Zentri Mobile Studios. Activate. Drinking some water. And and Amrita Bar. AmritaHealthFoods.com. Oh, my gosh. Yesterday was when uh, the real Starkey came over. And we recorded a podcast, which you've already heard. Last week's podcast, and um, I had a crazy idea to have him help me co-host through it, 
and that way he'd get a real feel of you know, how to make a podcast, what it's really like. And um, and in the there's so much going on and so much you know not nerves um, excitement. I forgot to mention Compete Hub as the sponsor. CompeteHub.com. You got to go check them out. And after we were done, he goes, "Who is Compete Hub?" Because it was on my on my website, the link to Compete Hub. And I go, "Oh, they're like a Facebook of triathlon. They're really cool." And he's like, "Oh, nice, man." And uh, so my biggest apologies to Compete Hub, as as uh, as much as I try to keep my life together and keep everything pro and looking good. Oh man, have I did I drop my water somewhere? Where did I put it? Oh, it's behind me. Hold on. Uh, things still slip through the cracks, just like my water just did. So I'm going to tweet them and email them and say, Hey, look, I forgot to mention you on the last show. I'm sorry, man. Um, I'm going to double double up and do lots of that uh, for a little bit to catch back up. Anyway, so that was pretty cool, hanging out with him yesterday. Of course, we talked a lot before and after. And... Uh, he said he's already got a ton of, of people lined up to do interviews, and he's going to Kona and interviewing people there. So, um, let's see. And this morning, working on a swim, and um, I kind of suck at breathing on my left side, so bilateral swimming is just, you know, is the way to do it. And stopping every 15 minutes, taking a sip of fuel. I mean, that's what you would do if you were running or biking, so might as well do it in the swim. just takes a moment. And then uh, keep on trucking. And, um, and then the last five minutes of my swim, I swim for almost an hour. The last five minutes of my swim, uh, pick up the pace, and go uh, uh, faster than race pace. And that was it. Um, getting ready for my, my uh, swim this morning, getting up, I did the thing where we talked about before where... Uh, try to not think of anything, just kind of re- lay there and relax, drinking a cup of coffee, everything turned off, and then uh, let the things that come to your mind and bother you, write those down as your to-do list for the day. That's my meditation. That's my sitting zazen. Works really good. And, oh, there was something else. Hold on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this part up, but... Uh, I took the weekend kind of easy, you know, the two-hour bike ride on Saturday and then the one-hour trail run yesterday morning, Saturday and Sunday, you know, together. It's actually pretty light compared to what I'm used to, but starting towards the end of last week, like Thursday and Friday, I started getting diminishing results on my workouts. My numbers started getting worse. And like Macca said, triathlon simple, triathlon simple, triathlon uh, training is not brain surgery. It's actually really simple. You train until you start getting tired and then you take a break for a little bit and then you uh, pick it up again it's really simple and uh, you just keep repeating that you get faster and faster and faster Um, so if you have a consistent workout that you do you know like you run for an hour every other day or something like that you can start looking at at the uh, your average speed of that and if it starts decreasing and you know you need to take some time off. There's a kid in the locker room this morning that when I showed up to swim, he was laying down in the shower. 
and he looked like he was about 16. He was laying down in the shower, just laying there, and it just looked like he was just exhausted. And then when um, I got done with uh, an hour swim and walked back into the locker room, he was laying on the floor of the locker room with a towel over his eyes, you know, to block out the light so he could, so he could nap. And uh, that's exhaustion, man. That kid needs a break. He needs to uh, just take a break from 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 swimming. That, who knows how long, man? That's pretty. That's pretty tired. And uh, we find ourselves in the same situation with work and traveling. A lot of the reason uh, uh, that I was okay with taking off the um, the weekend and not doing as much. That trail run I did yesterday was just super easy pace, like 11 and a half minute mile, just jogging along. And uh, was uh, because we were traveling. We went to Austin and back, and that's two hours and change each way. Um, on the way there, it was raining. And on the way back, too, it was raining. But there it was raining at, and at night, and it was hard to see, so it's real stressful, you know. And we don't drive that route hardly at all, so it was all new trying to figure it out. And it really wears you out staying at a hotel, you know, and then uh, Starkey, the real Starkey coming over uh, yesterday afternoon, you know, having a visitor over for the afternoon, getting that all done. So that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of stuff going on. The, the trail running yesterday was a new place. So having that all figured out was, uh, was kind of a big deal. So anyway, that's it. Talk to y'all later. Out, babe. Hey, I'm uh, sending an email back and forth between Sid Garza Hillman and me about um, he's trying to figure out how to do fueling. And it's very simple advice I thought I'd share with everybody. Is um, uh, For running, you know, like uh, 150 to 400 calories per hour. Um uh, Is what the body can seem to handle. Um, and it totally depends on the person and how hard you're going. The harder you go, the more you need, but also the harder you go, the more your stomach shuts down. And then you start getting into, uh, so it, it can really vary a lot. And also, um, uh, how much you dilute it by with water is crucial because if you don't, if you don't dilute it enough, it'll hurt. It'll start to hurt your stomach, and you'll get sick. And if uh, you dilute it too much, then um, it won't work, and you'll have to pee all the time, right? So there's that. Um, how much is right? Well, you, uh, you you should go by feel, and you should be feeling like you're having a great time. And, but be careful because too many carbs will feel like a really great time um, uh, at first, <laughs> you know, because you're high on the sugar. But that'll cause a crash. So if you feel like you're having a wonderful time, you might be doing too much sugar. Um, but if you're a little miserable, then you're probably not doing enough. But you're not enough. Maybe um, you're doing the right amount, but you're not drinking enough water so that you can your body can dilute it and absorb it. Okay, so there's all that. And then... On top of that, the other thing is, is too much sugar can cause an insulin spike, and um, which is fine, but then it's uh, insulin crash uh, a little while later that'll lead you 
to feel hollow and miserable later on. So, and and uh, again, the too the too much and too little has to do with the amount, and it also has to do with the amount of uh, water um, to dilute it to make sure your body can absorb it. And the amount of water required is highly dependent on how hot it is outside. It starts getting hot, all your water in your body that would normally go to digestion is now going to uh, sweat. So now you're losing that. Um, for a good idea of under just normal temperatures, normal temperatures, how much water it takes to uh, digest uh, calories is look at a bottle of Gatorade or Powerade or whatever at the store and look at how many calories it is versus, say it's 100 calories for this bottle of Gatorade, right? Well, how much water is is that? So when you have a in, in a bottle of Gatorade, right? So when you eat that amount of calories in a gel, for example, and it's all these calories, it's 100 calories, well, how much water should you have drank to digest that 100 calories? Well, Gatorade is pre-made when you buy it in bottles to be the, about about the right amount under maybe maybe kind of warm conditions, but you know normal conditions. And so you're like, wow, I'm not drinking anywhere amount that amount of water with my uh, gels. Well, that's going to catch up with you and give you a really sour stomach pretty soon because it's not enough. You're not drinking enough water with it. It's really cool stuff. All right, that's it, Outbang. All right, I'm back. Uh, released the show with the real Starkey last night. I was listening to it, and the audio quality is good but not great. There's like a tweaked out sound when the volume every time somebody talks louder the, the very top end of it gets glitchy and man I gotta take a look at that and see if I can remaster it or something what's going on I'm not sure what that's all about um, never ends man podcasting is a pain in the ass <laughs> so anytime that uh, you can donate to uh, help support the show man it makes it so much it's the lube that makes this crap uh, easier to do for sure with lube, anything is possible. Oh, we got a traffic jam. That's great news. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what this is all about. So anyway, uh, nice run last night. The uh, Cub Scouts were over, and Emily took over that meeting, not me, and uh, but was teaching them health and fitness with... Uh, you know, like how to make a food log, what healthy foods are, and, uh, um, you know, there's a little bit of push-ups and sit-ups and stuff like that. They have requirements that they have to execute. And, yeah, food log for a week they need to start keeping. And uh, it's funny, like, so they're sitting around. Uh, so what did you, what did you eat um, for dinner? Pizza? <laughs> Burgers? <laughs> All right, what was your veggie? None. And the kids are sitting around the table going, oh, I hate veggies. Yeah. It's like, man, it's such a mess. Um, but anyway, while while Emily was taking care of that and the the uh, some other moms were doing that, I went for a run, half with Kona, half without, just cruising around my neighborhood. I've got a really cool neighborhood set up where um, I can run loops out in the street, and uh, it's... Uh, just unending up and down and up and down. I try to avoid the flat parts um, because uh, hills are better. And 
I can run in an area that's really, really flat, and it's just not as hard, and need to search out those hills. And my uh, overall pace wasn't all that impressive, but it was nice to get out there and run. Oh, I know what what was interesting about it. Um, my stabilizer muscles in my lower leg, like the outside of my right shin, was uh, sore from the trail running. That trail running will mess you up, man. So if you don't do it a lot, and then uh, you run for an hour or something like that, because uh, the ground's so um, clumpy and uh, random, that uh, yeah, the out there's a muscle on the outside of my right shin that's uh, sore, and my joints in general were kind of sore, um, even though the ground's soft. It's just different. Anytime you do something different. There's a good study that showed that actually people are people are like, oh, I don't run on pavement. Pavement will wreck my legs. Um, it's hard on you. Actually, what's hard on you is doing anything different than what you're used to doing. So people that are used to running on pavement do fine on pavement and don't have uh, any problems. And then people who run on dirt do fine on dirt and don't have any problems. It's when you switch. Of course. When you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah. And... Um, did a small spoonful of honey before I started running, and then uh, two more spoonfuls of honey in my um, in my uh, water bottles that I was using. So I had fuel for the run during the run, and then this morning I uh, got on the bike, and because the bike wasn't on the trainer, I had to set it all up, you know, and that took freaking forever. And uh, what is going on at this intersection? That took freaking forever, and so, you know, didn't get on. The, I didn't get my full hour in this morning like I wanted, so I was kind of pissed off at that. But I was watching the uh, 2013 Ironman World Championships, which is a 52-minute or 55-minute show, and um, it's pretty good. Um, so I turned the volume all the way down, and then I listened to heavy metal, death metal, <laughs> more like heavy metal, um, Pantera and Metallica, and Corrosion of Conformity, and I'm trying to think. What were some of the other stuff? Godsmack, stuff like that. And um, listening to that and ended up, uh, what felt nice was doing high cadence. I could tell I was trying to pedal. My cadence was um, low. And if I tried to, uh, if I tried to, it's weird. If I, if I tried to push the, the effort, my body didn't like it. So I was like, well, I'll just increase the cadence because my cadence was kind of low anyway. So I ended up uh, doing a high cadence ride, which ended up driving my heart rate up really nice. And uh, I was kind of cooked when I was done riding almost an hour at uh, around 95 RPM uh, is what I finally got up to and uh, peaked out one time at 100. And let's see, should I go? Yep, I'll go. I'll cross the gap at this dude stay in your lane and um yeah whatever and so the um the cool thing is or uh, another way to train is to to be like okay how much time do I got and you're like and you're like what's your finishing time you know I need to get off the bike to get to work I need to get off the bike at... Oh, there's a car that's um, stalled. 
to get off the bike or to get to work on time, I need to get off the bike at, um, what time is it? Uh, 6.55, five minutes before seven. And that gives me time to get all my stuff together and then uh, get to work. Well, I thought until today with this traffic jam. And I hope that isn't my neighbor's car. And, okay, so what do I need to do so that by the time I finish, and this is like last night as well, I wanted to be finished running by um, 8.30 at night. That gives me time to cool down and then hit, hit the sack. So I'm like, so both of these workouts, I'm like, what can I do so that I get a good workout and I'm kind of medium done, you know, like, cause you don't want to go too hard cause you got to work out and get in the morning. So the whole time I'm running last night, I'm like, uh, don't go too hard because you want to bike in the morning and you'll have a crappy bike in the morning if you go too hard tonight. So I'm just running, uh, it's kind of cruising around and, uh, with, um, a f- 10 minutes left, kind of picked up the pace a little bit, but then was really cautious, uh, to not overdo it. And then this morning, same thing on the bike. I'm like, what could you do that's, uh, that's the right thing or something interesting or something entertaining that'll give you a medium workout, um, by, what did I say, 6.55, by the time you finish, 6.55. So as 6.55 got closer, I was like, um, is this too hard? Is this, is this too easy? You know, has this been worth my time? And then what you, can, what you can do is you have the freedom to scale and adjust your intensity and what you're doing so that by the time you wrap up, um, you're like, man, that was exciting and good and that made my body feel great, my body. And then... Uh, so I just stuck with the high cadence. I'm like, man, this is kind of challenging. Um, it's not too hard on the legs, but it's just, uh, it's actually kind of easy on the legs, but it's running my heart rate up. And this isn't, I like this. This is kind of good. So I just did that. And, um, yeah, that's kind of my tip for, uh, making every workout, uh, kind of, you always think about what's coming up in the next few days. All right. I got stuff to think about. I got big big stuff going on at w to the erk today and uh we'll catch up in a little bit i gotta i gotta do some coaching i gotta fill some hornet juice orders this is all at lunch and then i gotta uh, take a look at that audio on that podcast and see what was what the hell was up with that thing oh man oh and i'm trying to get an interview with uh brad warner and um he said yes but i'm trying to schedule it see what's up got to research him a little bit more and make sure that I know everything that I should know to make a good interview. And that takes a little bit of time too. All right, out, bang. Well, all your years of listening to Zen in the Art of Triathlon has about, is about to pay off, man. I'm going to tell you all something that is going to blow your mind. I'm in the Zen Tri Mobile Studios leaving the pool and somebody, I forgot her name. I think it's a her. She... Oh, I'm getting a banana. Bananas are good for you, man. Um, said, hey, you need to listen to the Triathlon Research Radio podcast, something. It's kind of all over the place. Sounds good, though. Really, really good interviews. The list is long. And um, 
I was going through the back catalog for something interesting to listen to first, and they had Terry Laughlin, I think is his name, from uh, Total Immersion Swimming. And I was just listening to that kind of background while I was working. Da-da-da-da-da, you know, just this, that, and the other. Um, whether, you know, Total Immersion is a style of swimming, and whether you like it or not, the guy is just a fanatic about tweaking his form and tweaking his form and doing research and more and more research to see what's fastest. And I'm kind of similar where I'll do a stopwatch, a lap counter and do different things while I'm swimming to see what's faster. But Hey man, listen to somebody else's research too, you know? So I'm listening to it and, uh, the interviewer asked Terry, uh, so what's the number one thing uh, you think that's improved your swimming, like of all the things. I think that was the question. It was something like that. Hey, look at that. They improved the curb for pedestrians. Hey, humans live in cities, not cars. How about that? Uh, anyway, sorry, a little rage. And he said, by far, number one thing is a tempo trainer. And I was like, yeah, you know, I've tried one of those. I've got one. And I tried it a little bit, but, um, uh, you know, I'm just thinking in the back of my mind. Eh, it's a, you know, whatever. And he's and he kept saying, just kept talking about it. He's like, it is just amazing, and it's so good, and it really does work. And I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence. Like, I don't know if I want to dig that thing out and use it again. And then he said this. He said the beep. Sometimes it's not even the, the tempo, but just that beep, like a bell, like meditation. Just dung dung dung. Well, actually, it's beep beep beep, beep, like that. He said that thing keeps you focused on your swim and it makes the time go by faster. And it's, it's, uh, it's just a miracle, like how much it helps you, uh, stay on task instead of letting your mind drift and then letting your form come apart. I'm like, Hmm, that sounds kind of zen. And so I said, well, I'm going to try that. And, uh, so I dug out my tempo trainer I think maybe I mentioned it um, uh, briefly on a previous seg- previous chunk, and so I swam today. And oh, uh, swimsmooth.com has a um, has a chart that shows good tempos for um, different paces. So if you want to swim a one twenty pace. You know, this is your tempo. This is a range, you know. Everything's a range because everybody's different. But it's like if you're not swimming in this tempo range, don't expect to be able to swim this speed, you know. So I was like, well, I'm swimming a 130. I'm struggling at a 130 per 100 meters, a minute and a half per 100 meters, um, you know, for an hour. And uh, I want to swim you know, 125 per one. I want to get faster. So what do I, so what do I do? So I looked at the chart and it looked like, uh, make sure you're swimming at 70 RPM and, uh, you should start falling in the range of, uh, of, uh, what of your goal is. So I set the tempo trainer to 70 RPM, 70 beeps per minute and started swimming and holy freaking smokes it works it works really well everybody run out and go get one of these things <laughs> it's cool 
Um, unfortunately, for something so simple, it's uh, 50 bucks, $49. You might be able to find it cheaper somewhere, but it's, uh, man, it's, it's it, anyway, it's got a replaceable battery and it floats if you drop it. And uh, I'm trying to think whatever else it does. Um, it's got a few other settings in it. Um, so it's, it's pretty easy to use and all that other stuff. So it's just a little clip-on little beeper that you put in your helmet. Helmet. <laughs> swim with your helmet on. Put it in your swim cap or clip it to your goggles. One or the other. That's cool. But anyway, what I found was some really interesting stuff. Is that um, it may seem difficult at first to keep up the cadence. Actually, it's easy at first to keep up the cadence, but then as you get a little bit tired, it's actually a little bit harder to keep up with the cadence. Um, but over time, you f- you figure out a rhythm that works. Then once you figure out the rhythm that works, that's sustainable, then you pull harder so that you're kind of, you get in that sweet spot, that edge, um, that fine line between um, what's sustainable and what's not right so I'm swimming along and I'm like man I think I could actually swim a higher cadence and I know that Ian Thorpe swims like a 76 or a 78 or something like that and I'm like okay well I could probably I could probably swing something like that because I was finding myself um, actually um, able to swim a little bit to turn over a little bit faster if I focused I could turn over a little bit faster um, than 70. And so I bumped it up to 72 or 74. I couldn't really see. There's just buttons behind my head. And uh, it was definitely faster. And so I'm swimming with that. And um, another thing I noticed is bilateral swimming, it's easier to keep up. <sighs> what are you doing, dude? Blinker's on the wrong side. It's actually easier to keep up a higher cadence doing bilateral swimming than it is swimming single side. And I think the drag from uh, breathing every time on one side slows down your turnover. Um, And then that slows you down. So uh, there's another thing is the faster you're moving through the water, the easier it is to turn over because the water's so thick, you know? So it's easier to spin your arms the faster you're going through the water already. And swimming bilateral sustains a higher speed anyway, so it's easier to do that turnover. And so, um, definitely bilateral for the win, man. Like it's nuts. You gotta, you gotta, freaking dumbass, <laughs> pulling out in front of me. Oh my god, sorry, cursing. Um, you, you wait. You wait. They need to wait. You um, swimming bilateral. Um, even though it's harder at first, I've been doing it long enough where actually I can do it now. I've only been working on it like seriously for like half a year maybe. And so just, um, it's the, the other thing is, so you're swimming bilateral, you're not pulling very hard. The focus is cadence first. Absolutely. Cadence first. That's what I said. All you're listening has finally paid off. And I've noticed this on the bike. It's cadence first. And then once you get your cadence to where um, it's been proven that that is beneficial, then you work on force. Like how hard do you actually push? Um, And then over time, um, you learn what's 
you know, how much you can sustain and you'll get better and better and better at it and be able to uh, create more force. But um, cadence, cadence has natural speed built into it already. And it's a nervous system thing. It's something you can improve on quickly. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I had just a killer swim. So I ended up swimming um, uh, 4,100 meters or something. I think it was 4,100 meters in an hour flat. I couldn't believe it. Meters, man. I was just like, whoa. And then when I finished, I wasn't even tired because the cadence takes care of the speed and I was only doing just enough force to, um, so that the cadence wouldn't wear me out, you know? Oh my gosh. So good. So good. And, uh, the other night on the bike, I was doing a higher cadence ride and, um, noticed that without pushing the pedals, but just at a higher cadence, I was kind of figuring it out, you know, that at a higher cadence without pushing the pedal, I was generating the same watts that if I was at a much lower cadence, I was like really shoving hard to generate. And that it was just the leg turnover, like simple leg turnover without much, hardly any force at all was generating those same watts. It's good stuff. All right, I got to run inside and finish my banana and get to W to the ERK out. All right. I'm here with Death Squad. What's up, Death Squad? Nothing. It's just a normal day. <laughs> we just went mountain biking, Kai mountain biked, I trail ran at Milliken Reserve for an hour and a half. We went half again as long. We went, we're used to doing, going, going about an hour. Kai went an extra half hour and it was a muddy mess, dude. People can't hear people can't hear your glare. So, at first you were uh, kind of yelling and screaming at your bike and throwing things on the ground a little bit. Yep, that was fun. That was fun. That wasn't fun for me. Yeah, it was. And then uh, we got a little uh, EFS in you, right? Extra funky sauce. Yeah, sure. And then you're. Uh, you started to pick up the pace and feeling better, and then you started killing it, dude. But those trails are really muddy, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, put the phone down. I'm interviewing you. You got to be on. Okay. People can't tell that you had a good time unless you actually say something. Okay. All right, so what was the hardest part? Um, well, how can I tell? There are a whole lot of different parts that were hard. Okay, so what were what was the thing that was the hardest? What made it really hard and what make you want to quit? Um going through that big mud thing. Yeah. Where cows were, it was weird. That was really tough. It was tough, dude. I'm really proud of you for not quitting entirely. Not throwing a total hissy fit. <laughs> you only threw small partial hissy fits cuz it was hard, dude. Yeah. I understood. You know. Um, what was a good part? I want me to tell you my good part. What? When I was ready to be done, and then we found the big gravel road, so that we could get back to the car. Okay. And what was your good part? Going up that big hill. That one that it went down, then it went almost straight up. Yeah. And I made it. Yeah, you're pretty, you got some pretty good bike skills, dude. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks. 
Thank you. You remember when we used to go mountain biking on the attach a bike? And you would just scream the entire time, no, Taddy, no. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. But it wasn't as crazy as that. I don't know, guy. It was pretty freaking wild. That was a lot of risk we were taking there. Oh, man. Anyway, so it's a really good day. I'm really proud of Kai. Um, Emily's out of town doing stuff with her dad. And um, the dog, one of the dogs peed on the carpet last night. And um, what did we have for dinner last night? Remember I made the fish? Yeah. And uh, quinoa and rice? Yeah. That was good. I want some more when we get home. There's still a little bit left over fish. First. And then... Is there any rice? No, you ate all the rice last night. Which is a good thing. And... We need to clean off your bike. We're going to, instead of getting a McDonald's milkshake, we're going to do a banana smoothie at home in the Vitamix. We're going to do a little bit of ice cream, a little bit of coconut milk, and a banana, and a little bit of chocolate, and that sucker. I might throw some hemp powder in mine. Maybe some chia seed in it. Give it some texture. It'll be good, dude. And some ice. What? Nothing. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is that? What is what? I'm getting scared. Oh, Kai's looking at the radar on his phone. That's backscatter. That's nothing. It's a false image on the radar. It's okay. It's okay to be confused. I'm freaking out. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, we're going to... Oh, last night I did a really good trainer ride. I did high cadence. Um, like 98 RPM. That's what I was settling in at. That was tough. Watching uh, Iron Man Switzerland on uh, YouTube, which is really good. And then I think later today, I'm going to uh, do another bike ride on the trainer. Because can't leave the house without Kai. So I can't, can't go on a long ride without him. So um, something I've been really paying attention to is giving myself... Self? Giving myself uh, the appropriate amount of stress to improve, like focusing on that. Um, oh, and on the run, I did higher cadence. That was nice. Easier push, higher cadence. But anyway, focusing on um, stress. What's an amount of stress that's uh, going to improve me? And um, being very conscious of the different types of stress and uh, making sure you get a good workout that way. All right, that's it. Out, bang. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, Emily's left us, and now I'm trying to cook dinner for Kai. What are you saying? Where is the food? Where is the food? Listen, <laughs> I'm trying to be mommy right now and cook some crap. Okay. I'm doing bell peppers stuffed with salmon and ah! and cous couscous. We don't even know what couscous is. But Tawny is posting on Twitter that she's eating kim kombucha or something nasty like that. Oh, I'm trying to get it done, dude. I put these things in the microwave to defrost, and now I'm trying to measure out one and a cup, one and a quarter cups of water, and it needs some olive oil and a large skillet. Heat, wait, medium saucepan, com combine one and one fourth cup of water. And two 
teaspoons butter or olive oil and contents of spice sack. Kai, where's your spice sack? Hey. What? That's inappropriate over there. All right. It's time to get back to dinner. It's just getting tough. This is harder than any trainer session I've ever done. Whew. Oh, man. I'm beat. That was tough. I'm uh, wrapping up Sunday, one week of training. We'll try to end this training log unless Emily comes walking in with Kai. Then they'll be all loud and I'll have to pick back up in a minute. But I took Kai mountain biking again this morning and I went trail running. We went to a different place and got in an hour and a half, almost nine miles of trail running. And he mountain biked and he was, he was funny. He's, I'm like, drink some of that water. He's like, no. I put a little bit of honey and a little bit of maltodextrin in it, big water bottle. And he's struggling, you know, and I'm like, drink the water, dude. <laughs> no. And then I'm like, we are going to stand here and I am going to make you drink that water. So just go ahead and drink it. So he takes like a mouthful and I'm like a big mouthful, drinks it. And then he spits it out. And he's like, oh, it tastes horrible. I go, dude, there's hardly anything in there except for uh, just the time. It's like a half a tablespoon of honey and like a liter of water and a scoop of maltodextrin, which doesn't even taste like anything. Anyway. Um, and then a, uh, uh, hour and a half ride on the trainer later. That was this morning, uh, the running and biking. And, uh, so then an hour and a half ride on the trainer and, um, yesterday and today doing, uh, getting up towards math riding and talked about this a million times. Um, your math is uh, 180 minus your age, so mine's around uh, 140, and um, you need to train yourself to get up close to that, and um, but don't go over it. If it's a certain style of training if you're doing that, and um, and I'm doing that uh, yesterday and today, and my power output is way higher. But you got to be—you got to train yourself to tolerate the high cadence because on the bike, it's perceived that you can't do it. Um, but that's all in your head, it seems. With some training, you can actually do it. And what I figured out is, um, you go. <clears throat> hold on, I'm drinking a beer. You go hard enough at a high enough cadence to drive your heart rate up and in my case it's like 135 is nice to drive your heart rate up to 135 and then try to hold it there for as long as you can um, and the proper cadence is you know high 80s to low 90s very low 90s um, but mid mid 80s to high 80s to uh, very low 90s so let's say 89 rpm and the um, and then how hard you go um, is you try to maintain 89 RPM at, at in a gearing that's hard enough to drive your heart rate up. In my case, to about 135 beats per minute. 
you see the math there? So you got to spin at a quality spin rate at a resistance. Oh my God, these dogs. The, uh, there's people playing something out front, out in the street. And so I'm fueling along, doing okay, and actually bonk a little bit because I probably haven't eaten enough. Um, and then um, I got off the bike and ate some pretzels. Wow, holy crap. <laughs> that stuff works, man. And uh, I got back on the bike, started feeling better, and then uh, a little bit more EFS, uh, which is a powdered drink, and yeah, the pretzels. And next thing I know, I'm able to go over my heart rate up uh, 142, 143, and I'm like, nah, I've learned from yesterday, that's not smart, because now you're going so fast that you're, um, you're going to prematurely burn through your reserves, and you can't fuel that fast, and, um, and boom, just like clockwork, a few minutes later, started lagging a little bit, started feeling like cooked, but it was right at the end of my bike ride today, so, but that's two days in a row, of doing this and then learning that um, going over 140 actually um, will wreck you. In my case, will wreck me. Going over your math uh, heart rate will actually wreck you. And um, be careful. So I think that's it for this episode. Had a really good Emily's back. She just got back a while ago, and then she took Kai to go to the grocery store. She asked if I need anything, and I said, yes, sriracha sauce. We're almost out. It's going to be a, an emergency around here. <laughs> oh, and I'm drinking um, beer for some calories. Hold on, let me pull a koozie off this thing and see what it is. Got a camouflage koozie because this is Texas, apparently, and everything's got to be camouflage. Um, Santo with a skull on the front of it. Oh, brewed by St. Arnold Brewery. In Houston. I didn't know that was St. Arnold's. Or maybe, yeah, I did remember that one time, and then I, for, I forgot. Yeah, man, it's good. I like it. Uh, hold on, I'm, I'm putting the koozie back on because I want it to stay cold. So, I, um, I was looking at my total hours for the week, and it's only 14 hours. But man, the quality of these 14 hours has been just brutal, man. These math bike rides where you try to get your heart rate up to what it, the, to match your um, running is nuts. It's nuts, man. It is, and it's all cadence-driven. And the cool thing is uh, the higher cadence, which is the right cadence, which is... Uh, Again, like let's say it's around 89, 90, then um, it can even be a little bit higher than that. Is uh, it drives your heart rate up because you're because you're not good at it, but you need to be good at it. That's actually the right cadence, uh, at least for training. Now, on race day, you just race what feels right, but because you've been training um, at the right cadence, uh, doing it. Doing it at the high 80s, low 90s is actually uh, feels right. Um, you shouldn't force anything on race day until the very end. You'll blow up. 
and <laughs> uh, Michelle, who I coach, uh, just did a marathon where they the race report that she wrote me. I've only read the first few lines of it, and it says that the race director they raced they mismarked the course and went an extra three miles. And a marathon's a, a huge accomplishment for Michelle. And to go an extra three miles. And so I wrote back, well, congratulations, you've now done an ultra. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Um, and then uh, Lake Tahoe got canceled today. And um, unfortunately, you can't hang all your hopes on a race. Um, on Twitter, I wanted to say, but I didn't because it'll be taken the wrong way. Is uh, uh, because somebody people were saying, "Well, we got a whole bunch of Ironman wannabes out here, want to be." It's not in a bad way. Um, they're going to be so disappointed and and and, uh, and that they couldn't race. And I'm like, "Well, but on the other hand, you have a whole bunch of really healthy, fit people that got themselves in a great shape, and um, that are all sitting around." which is a major accomplishment. Um, always, always, always um, take race day with a grain of salt. It's the fitness that you got on the way to being able to tow that start line and um, uh, that you should really, really thank yourself for. And uh, the, um, the, the greatest saying about this kind of stuff is a marathon, the – the thing to do with marathons is train for a marathon and then never race it <laughs> because running a marathon at marathon pace just destroys your legs. It just beats you to hell. And to not um, actually race it, actually you got all the fitness that it took to race it, but then you didn't bang up your body and destroy your joints actually racing it. So, And it, if that's any ca- consolation for um, Ironman Tahoe not being run today. Oh, it's because of smoke. Oh, there's a forest fire near there. Set by a human, of course. And arson. And, um, so um, I'm watching, I'm a little distracted. I'm watching Chromecast, which is a little plug-in in the back of your TV that you can stream videos to your uh, TV and or stream your web browser on your computer to your TV via your Wi-Fi. And um, <laughs> what's really funny is Kai wanted to watch cyclocross videos. My nine-year-old wanted to watch cyclocross videos, so I found a really long one from Germany. And uh, he was sitting there watching this uh, uh, hour and 20 minutes long of people just killing themselves in this race. <laughs> And talking in German, and uh, got no idea what they're saying. But I'm like, Kai, you know, Blankner is a German name. We're uh, my dad's side. We're all from Germany, and or almost um, bits and pieces here and there. And uh, von von Blanc got changed to Blankner, the White Baron, stuff like that. It's a long story. But the um, that was really cool that he actually wanted to watch cyclocross. That's what he wanted to watch was cyclocross videos. And um, the mountain biking today wasn't extreme enough (laughs) for him. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. All right, that's it for this episode. I want to thank everybody for listening. And 
Remember, racing isn't everything. It's a lot of fun, but it's just validation of your fitness and your health. And it's all about getting tough so that you can take on life's challenges as they come. Uh, Ironman and just triathlon training in general makes you, uh, toughens you up so that you can not only um, be tough for yourself for life challenges, but you can also be tough to help others to uh, lean on you and uh, you can help them. And then when they ask you how, you tell them how to do it yourself, uh, themselves, and teach them as well. Hey, kitty. What's up, Suji? You hungry? All right. Everybody stay safe out there. We got always got interviews coming up. And thanks again for Tawny for being on the show. Everybody uh, work the uphills, cruise the downhills, and keep the rubber side down. Out. Say bye, Suji. Oh, yeah.